Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bada, and the boom shakalakas, baby. We are the sports crew. I am the captain, and I am joined by my Randy Bunch of cohorts. Wait a second. There's one actually named Randy in our Randy Bunch of cohorts. Hmm. <laughs> As Arsenio, was it Arsenio Hall that used to be like, things that make you go, hmm. hmm. Wasn't that Arsenio Hall? I know that's like a way, that's a serious throwback. That, that's a good pull, dude. Throwback yeah. Thursday. So. That's a good pull. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, yes, uh, never it mind. Is. Anywho, well, no, we got some fun to get to, man. We had a rather eventful week three in the NFL, uh, both on field, off field, and pregame. So that was pretty wild. But we have some good football to get to as well. Uh, some ugly football. Here's looking at you, Philip Rivers, <laughs> Mark's favorite. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's go ahead and just get down to business, man. Uh, first and foremost, uh, you heard uh, our resident Colts fan. And, you know, life is good in Indianapolis, man. Life is good. Dude, that team is lighting the world on fire. That's right. Dropping bombs, dude. You know? Oh, Shannon, bro. I think you're in for a bumpy ride this year, man. They ruined Bump. the perfect season, man. How could they do this to me? I want to know is, can they get a consistent story about Andrew Luck? That he's going to practice. Oh. Now he's not going to practice. I mean, come on, man. Wait. We talking about practice? Yeah, we talking about practice. Even now, not, not, not the game. Not the game. We talking about practice. Talking about talking about some practice. I mean, oh my God! Damn, man. Let let Jacoby play the season. Let Andrew get better, man. Well, get him let right, that man. Heal. Get him right. Because I, I mean, I, I just don't know. We've talked about this for a couple of weeks, and I just don't know where it's going to go. I, I, I don't. Look, if if they were competitive and and really you know, playing good football, and he looked like. And he was practicing and throwing, and there weren't any issues. Man, I totally get it. But at some point, man, you just got to go, hey, it's just not the year, dude. Let's, let's get the team right. You know, Briss, it's been, a, I think, a pleasant surprise. Certainly much better than Tolzine. Um, you know, or what did you call him another week? Brisket? <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. Brisket, man. Oh, brisket. Oh, brisket. I, you know, brisket and quarterbacks, for whatever reason, makes me think back to the old Jared Lorenzen, the Pillsbury throw boy, the hefty lefty. <laughs> I forget what other names that dude had, but I I could swear I saw saw an article where he was like, the what? Halo. Yeah, I, I, oh, BBQ, big beautiful quarterback. That was one of them. That guy, <laughs> that guy had some great nicknames, man. Uh, but that's I, more like big beefy quarterback. Yeah, but. he he was big beefy. But I, I could swear I saw an article where he was like four fifty or, or pushing four fifty or five hundred. Man, I'm just like that's a big dude, brother. <laughs> that's a big dude. But, the uh, old boy's try, uh, starting to lose weight, though. Yeah, yeah. I saw something on ESPN where he was going through this exercise stuff, so he's trying to lose some weight so he can be there for his kids. Well, so, I, I hope that's the case, man. Fun nicknames and, and, and a colorful, you know, football-related history. But uh, and, obviously, it's so fun. I actually saw him when he was a high school player. Yeah, he came. He came to my high school and uh, kicked our ass. So nice. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, he was bigger than some of the offensive linemen blocking for him. Nice, dude. Is, yes. And they dropped the hammer, man. Oh, y'all got hammered by the hefty lefty. Dude, that's that actually dude. pretty he's sweet. He's a beast, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he did make it to the NFL. I mean, you're not going to be a scrub. Well, generally, <laughs> you're not going to be a scrub and make it to the NFL. You know, not usually. Hmm. I've been trying to think of a good way to bring in Mark, so we'll give him his normal. We'll tease him with his normal deal, right? I think we have to do that. You ready to hit your cue, brother? Of course. All right. Three, brew, and fun. Woo! 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 
that woo was so strong. <laughs> Odell Beckham was like, yo, I got the celebration for you. Nope. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> We're here, Team Sports Brew, bunch of sons of bitches. <laughs> We're here, yeah, I figured what what was a better time to like break out some Snoop Dogg, man? So I, I almost played it for Shannon, but I was like, oh, I don't want to go there yet. I don't want to go there yet. But anyway, there you go, Mark. I appreciate that. I, I thought you were going to go like a Chappelle show, R. Kelly, you know, I want to pee on you. <laughs> also a good reference. Good reference. I'll say yeah. drink, Mark. I almost spit out my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Give him ideas for the next time. Yeah. Pee, pee, poo, poo. That, I mean, it, it was it was hilarious. It was stupid, yeah. but it was hilarious. It was, it was funny. It was funny, but dumb. Uh, that should be a one-time thing. You know, oh, yeah, I, I'm, gl- I'm glad they loosened up on the celebration rule. I mean, I really am. Uh, but you know, it, there's still got to be a point where they go, oh, okay, a little too far, a little too far. There does. There, there does. The, the main, I mean, I, I, not to distract, it, 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 but the main thing that I'm happy about is like that I never understood before is the punishment for group celebrations. Because when you score a touchdown, is it just you scoring or is the whole team scoring? So why the hell should like team celebrations be punished? That never made any sense to me. So I'm, I'm really, really glad that that's done with. But. The, yeah, the, there's some good things. And I think we'll, we'll see a lot of colorful and a lot of fun celebrations. I mean, they have a wide latitude of things they can do. And I know somebody made some comment about, oh, yeah, this is probably in reference to the sons of bitches thing from Trump and, you know, where you act him like a dog, you know, a piano, whatever. And I don't know that that was his intent. That seems like maybe it's a little bit of a stretch, but I think yeah. he, if I remember correctly, I think he did respond back to that person via Twitter and was like, oh, good point or, you know, on point or something like that. So not, not I'm not sure that was his inspiration, but in the moment, eh, maybe it went there. Either way, I, I'll admit I laughed. Okay, I laughed, yeah. but no, as, as soon as he did it, I laughed, but I was like, yep, he's either going to get flagged or fined. <laughs> One of the two, man. That's too far. <laughs> Real quick, though. Yeah. On the way to Justin's party, Return of the Mac did come on, so I did think that was appropriate with Mark <laughs> in the vehicle with us. Yes. It was. It was yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun, man. Uh, by the way, I had a hell of a 40th birthday. Had a hell of a 40th birthday. That hell was yeah. good times, dude. Uh, of course, Mark came down uh, Friday and we hung out, and Mama Green was here. We had some you know, tasty beverages, and uh, everybody tried to steal the futon from Mark over the course of the weekend. That was pretty funny. <laughs> um, and then, uh, the futon and the, the mother effing fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I've got this fan that I've had. Oh, for, I would have fought you for the fan, bro. Yeah. Well, it, it, what was, I noticed. What was great about that is we're outside. Because we had Friday night, and then Saturday we were in Scott's Edition, brewery hopping, drinking a ton. It started at Three Notched, and uh, that was my favorite place of the three. That's my opinion. I think the you know it, everything worked out really well. They had a nice selection of beers. The chalkboard was fun. And of course, some you know ass bag had to write D's nuts, and you know Whitfield wrote <laughs> bus ass, bus ass on it. So all my pictures now, when I have pictures of this stuff with everybody, uh, there's D's nuts blast and balls and hashtag nuts. I mean, it's just all on the on the wall, but. You know, it was a, right. yeah, it was a lot of fun. But we got back here, uh, and uh, you know, Sarah was the DD, which was great. Wife power, man, wife power. Thank she, you, Sarah. Yeah, she was the DD, and it was great. Uh, we opened up the moonroof in the in the pimped out minivan, and Shan, we're on the highway. Shannon's all stretching out the window, king of the world, knit. Uh, that and uh, you know, so I, I took some pictures through the sunroof. They're great, by the way. I don't know if I, I think I showed them to you. I need to post them somewhere. They're really a riot. 
Um, <laughs> and then Whitfield's now girlfriend. I don't I, now whatever. Girlfriend. Now girlfriend. Is she still your girlfriend, or did that end already? Are y'all still together? No, she's still my girlfriend. Oh, she's still your girlfriend. Okay. Uh, poor thing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but she went out. To, she, I know. She went. Out, she went out the moon roof too. You know, and it was just it, it, it was fun, man. We had a really good weekend. We did Sunday night football. Broke out. You know, I got this 120 inch like screen, so we broke out the projector and the screen. We're watching football Sunday night, and the con- uh, the concert for Unity in Charlottesville had that going. And then took Monday off, and you know, Randy stayed over. Played Halo Four all day. It was great, man. It was it was like Friday fun, Saturday fun, Sunday fun, Monday fun. I survived. The world didn't end. Nothing fell apart. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't have a hangover, which is amazing. I think I drank my nice. weight in. I, I think I drank my I drank my weight in beer. If I had done that with liquor, I'd have been done. But you know, it, I paced myself fairly well. I knew I had a lot of partying to do. I mean, it was the fortieth, bro. I had a lot of partying to do, and I think we did it. But Saturday, when we got back, yeah, man, Shannon, you went outside and you were basically telling Marty you were gonna fist fight him for that van. <laughs> I was like, wow, dude. Uh, we played some cornhole and we beat the brakes off of everybody. It was it was fantastic. Did that? I was just joking. Yeah. Oh, oh, but of course, man, no, it, was, it was hilarious. Yeah. Now, had we <laughs> had we given Shannon some tequila, he may have accidentally bitch slapped you. <laughs> Distinct possibility. This is, this is true. Yeah. Well, we know I, tequila and me are banned. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason you get you do get a little slap happy when you get some tequila in you. But, yeah, sorry, bro. Thanks for letting me live. No, it, it's all good, man. It, it, it was fun. And, you know, honestly, it, it even started a little bit earlier because I think we got a nice little curveball. Randy, might as well bring you in, man. We got a curveball with Thursday Night Football with the Rams and the 49ers actually being a really entertaining football game. And I didn't expect that for anything. And it, I was like, I'm just going to record it on DVR. I'll just watch it in like 10 minutes or something. And it was actually a pretty fun football game to watch, man. Total yeah. surprise. Total surprise. So, Randy, kudos to uh, your Ford Hunters for having a lot of fight in them. But, uh, okay, just out of curiosity, it's my only real thing uh, for, other than that game was entertaining. Um, did the Ford Hunters get hosed on that PI call at the end? Anybody else feel that way? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I believe so. <laughs> yeah. That was a tough break. Because I, I think that game was better. It That game deserved a better ending than it got. And I think that PA, you know, that, that PI call kind of took away from it. So, anywho... But Randy, you got to at least feel good. It looks like they're uh, that's a team that's got some. You know, we talked about you know when your team stinks, and you know we've all been there. <laughs> if you if, if you if you whatever your sport is, whatever your teams are, unless you unless you're like under eighteen and you happen to be in New England and a Patriots fan, you know, then you haven't really gone through it yet. But your day is coming, all right. Your day is coming. Uh, but for just about everybody else, if you're in our age bracket, uh, old man sports land. At some point in your life, your team has sucked. You know what I mean? Your team has just sucked. And what you want is if your team's going to have a down year, um, you want to see something positive. And when they have fight in them and they play hard, even if they don't win, if they play hard and make teams earn it, you feel better. You know what I mean? It's just it's more enjoyable um, as opposed to when they just roll over and completely full BSE, 100% butt suck. That's no fun. Um, so I'll give the 49ers some credit for having some fight in them. I know it's a division opponent, so they know each other pretty well, but, uh, maybe that speaks pretty well to them buying in with Shanahan and having a little, having a little heart. And if it's going to be a tough season, that's one of those things as a fan, you can kind of fall back on and at least get some kind of appreciation, uh, out of it. So that's a plus. Uh, cause you yeah, start- I mean, I, I knew this year was going to be a rough, just from the word go. So I figured as long as I see, some fight in this team. They're competitive. 
I can at least accept, you know, a four or five win season and be happy with it versus, hey, look, we're two and 14 again. Great. Maybe they can get some lessons in finishing strong and closing out from uh, Matt Harvey. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a low blow. That's not, that's a tough year. Tough, tough year in Medland. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Who else we got to get in here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lest I forget. Mr. Super Bowl or bust. <laughs> hey, Matt Terena. <laughs> hey, I was drinking Saturday night and I didn't You drank what? Some water, two beers, a wine cooler. <laughs> He was drinking. I. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, no. I'm glad you made it and got your headset finally figured out. All kidding aside, it really was a great weekend. So thanks to all of you guys for uh, being part of that and sharing in that. I'm, I, I certainly hope you all enjoyed yourselves. And thankfully, no fan fisticuffs were involved. None. But uh, that, w- that was a great weekend, man. I thoroughly enjoyed the whole run of it. All the way through, dude. D- DCI had a D stat DCCite <laughs> had a had a blast. What DCite? The D stat DCite. The D stat DCite. Okay. What the hell is that? What? What? Hey, Mark. Uh, slow the clock. What the hell are you drinking? I'm enjoying a nice, <laughs> delicious uh, Lagunitis. Little, little something, something extra. Little something extra, man. Yeah, all right, cool. I like that. Fair enough. I figured something had to be wetting your whistle pretty good if you're breaking out D-stat DC-itis. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, on the other hand, I have my uh, uh, rather we – used to, we used to call them the Rod Gardeners. That reference is getting so old. I don't know what – we're going to have to shift it to something. I'm not sure who else is going to get the mantle, but the Rod Gardener was the old 50-50 because uh, he was good to catch the ball about 50% of the time. And so when you make a really strong mixed drink and it's about 50-50 – that's the Rod Gardner, baby. <laughs> mm. Ah, not bad. Yeah, I kind of like Silver Clock, man. What the hell? Uh, Shannon, what you got, bro? Um, doubling up tonight. Uh, got the Hardywood uh, Farmhouse Pumpkin. Nice. And then I'm rolling with the Dewclaw, the Devil Made Me Do It, Berber, <laughs> Bourbon <laughs> Barrel Aged Golden Sour. The Bourbon. Yeah, that's all good. Bourbon really barrel good. aged. How was that? It's actually really good. Nice. Well, it's a bourbon barrel sour. So, that dude, I, I like the it's bourbon barrel stuff, but it's actually pretty good. Dude, claws excellent. Yeah. I'm I'm a fan of. I, I mean, uh, there's been some bourbon barrel stuff, or bourbon as Shannon would say, bourbon barrel. Um, <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like if if Logan had a had a, a man voice and he was trying to pronounce stuff, you know, because <laughs> three year olds are so funny when they, you know what I mean. When they try to say things, they get syllables all kinds of jacked up. It's so funny, bourbon bourbon barrel. Um, but anyway, most of the bourbon barrel stuff I've had, I, I generally like it. You know what I mean? I, I think it gives a nice character, nice flavor to a lot of stuff. Anyway, uh, go ahead, Shannon. I was gonna say, get through. Um Salute o'clock because I got a funny story with Chloe. Oh, okay. Randy, what you got, bro? Got myself a nice Allagash triple. Solid. Mm-hmm. And uh, Whitfield, yeah. Whitfield, what are you? What are you crushing, Mister? Uh, I can drink now. <laughs> Tequila and Pepsi. Tequila and Pepsi. 
That is a, that is a random as no. Okay, <laughs> but still, I, I say, that's a really weird combo, man. I don't know about that. Enjoying milk and vodka. <laughs> Did he do like crystal light and vodka one night, or Gatorade and vodka, or something like that? I don't like vodka. <laughs> I'm having a uh, like vitamin water and uh, Jameson's. What's up? Um, that sounds good. You would say that. <laughs> I'm having I'm having a, a 50-50 bottles and James and Peeber. What up, man? Oh, by the way, rest in peace to Hugh Hefner. And uh, incidentally, he did. Dude, he went out. Look, he went out on hump day. If you guys didn't realize. That says it all right there. There it is. Let me tell you something. There you go. Smile on his face. Yeah, cheers. Salute. But when they say people that are in a better place now, that's not true with Hef. He is not in a better place. <laughs> I don't know, man. Look, even if you, even if you, you know, aren't in the, you know, don't support kind of some of what he did in his life. That guy was ahead of the curve when it came to certain social issues. Yeah, you can talk about you know pornography and, and Playboy and all that kind of stuff, but that's fine. But realistically, when it came to pushing social bounds and social convention oh, oh, and things with. You know, freedom of expression and and you know the the you know being able to do certain things. He was ahead of the curve, and you may not agree necessarily with all of his stuff, but you know he pushed the bounds in a lot of things. And if nothing else, that guy had one hell of a life. You know what I mean? Oh he had a hell of a life. I, I'm sure there were some bumps and some rough patches, and not everything went perfectly. But uh, I think you know most guys at some point in your life, you're like, dude, I totally go hang out at the Playboy Mansion for a while. Like for real. Oh, that's, yeah. you know, that's the one guy where I think all men around the world could say, I would like to be him for a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pro- probably not like 90-year-old him, maybe like 40-year-old him. but <laughs> Whatever, dude. Yeah. You're living with all those bunnies, man. It's... Mm. They, they make a pill for that. They make a cream for that. One of the, I mean, wherever you got to go. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, all kidding aside, though, uh, certainly a, a very unique character, very memorable life, um, and I would imagine, yeah, uh, I would say most most men at some point in your lives are probably like, dude, if only. <laughs> so we'll raise a glass, man, in your honor, sir. Everybody listening to the podcast, mm. you need to raise a glass too. Because we know no women listen to the podcast. Just <laughs> Our Good wives boy. don't. Well, if they did, they don't now. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> well, Good job, thanks, asshole. thanks a lot. Hey, hey, you know what? If they do, they should just listen the rest of the way just to prove me wrong. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Way to fix it. <laughs> All right, Shannon, what's your story, dude? So Mark and I are upstairs. Yeah. This is Saturday, right, Mark? <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, Chloe's kind of like running around and, um, it's Mark and me standing together with Chloe, it's Chloe looking at us. Right. And all of a sudden we're like, Hey, Chloe, come here, you know, Hey, you know, waving at her. And this child gets the most mortified look on her face (laughs) and you just see the tears start coming out and she's like scared shitless like oh my god who are these two weirdos talking to me was was Whitfield standing behind y'all or something <laughs> I would have I liked to think so but <laughs> I was thinking I have to admit, no. looking at Mark would make any child mortified well, you know I, I get that that's fine <laughs> so I mean, I, mean, I, I remember a long, long time ago 
Um, I think the first time that I ever met uh, uh, Lily in person, uh, you know, Shana's daughter, <laughs> she came up to me and I appreciated the honesty. <laughs> but she was just like, you're weird. <laughs> that's, that's accurate. Thank you. Smart kid. Wow. I was like, I, I appreciate the honesty. That That's true. I like to be weird. So, you know. <laughs> but I, I'll freely admit, I think her, her Chloe's eyes were a little more locked in on me. So I think the, the, the facial hair, she just, she was a bit confused and she didn't yeah. like it. So she was like, I, I want no part of this. I'm out. Get me I'm out of out. here. Get, get me out of here, mom. Yeah, well, you, you you got a lot you got a lot of hair, right? Yeah, and yeah. you got you got a lot of facial hair, and you got a lot of weirdness. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. Get that. So it's all good, and <laughs> I mean he does, dude. I mean, you know, it was so funny. You're it a big, so, you're a. She was so cute. I was so funny. I, I, oh, yeah. it, when little kids are fun when they get like those the, when they, then, uh, and this sounds terrible, but you know, as a parent, you have to find humor in a lot of different things. And, you know, sometimes kids get upset for, like, really random reasons. Like, stuff that doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I don't know. Like, earlier tonight, we were setting up for bed. And we don't worry, y'all. We will get the football. This is just a very, very brief aside. Don't worry. We'll get to the Redskins kicking the Raiders' asses. Yes! Sunday night. Woo! The beatdown. Arnold, great. yes, baby. Dude, that's a serious Arnold, yes. Um, <laughs> and a couple of, like, stupendous, stunning, like, comebacks. Go Patriots. Go Packers. Whoop, whoop. Uh, and some other, like, randomly entertaining things philip rivers oh we suck again uh and some interception stats on philip rivers Rage just face. just just for d stat um but anyway it's like sarah's just walking out of the room to get like a cup of milk for the for, for her or whatever and she, you know she gets this little sad face and the little bottom lip gets all puffy and swollen like she's getting ready to just melt down in the tears and little kids just do like they could just get mad over weird stuff they get freaked right. out over weird it's just and you, you kind of have to chuckle sometimes you know i mean you soothe them and all that but just that, that that little sad, almost getting ready to cry face with the pouty bottom lip is just so cute. You know what I mean? It, it, it is. It's so in a really weird way. It, it's just very cute. So, but uh, yeah, they're both at a fun phase, man. Logan's like you know three and change, and Chloe's you know, I don't know fifteen months or so. So uh, it, it's it's a fun phase. It's a busy phase. It's a hard phase, but uh, they're fun. They're cute. I keep waiting for Whitfield to have a, a fun and cute phase, but you know we're on forty years <laughs> in; it still hasn't happened. <laughs> Shut up, you idiot! <laughs> if, I, if I if I can sneak sneak in two really quick stories, yeah, 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 that's that's, that's it. But they they relate; they're funny. Um, obviously, people who just listen to the podcast, you know, aren't so familiar with me, but as the rest of the sports crew knows, I, I, I tend to kind of have the ability to have a lot of looks and, and my, when I grew my hair out, it froze out like a madman. And so, uh, some years back I, I had the full fro back when I was living with a, a good friend of all of ours, uh, Chris McCollum. And, um, so I'm, I, I, sometimes I just want to chop, chop it all off. So I, I got the hair chopped off fully and uh, he's got this big, sweet black lab named Oliver, and so we go away from Oliver to like cut my hair. And when mm-hmm. I come back, clearly Oliver does not recognize who the hell I am. So he starts freaking out, going, rrr, rrr, just just having a spaz fit. And I'd be like, no, it's it's me, it's me. It's I mean, he okay. wasn't an angry or violent dog, thankfully, but he was just super confused. Like, you weren't here a second ago. Who the hell are you? Who are you? So that was highly entertaining. 
And then a very quick kid story because you know, my favorite thing, I, mean, I don't have any children, but uh, my favorite thing about kids is that it amazes me how honest they can be. And I did, I, I enjoy kids. And I used to, I enjoy spending time with kids and, and uh, I work, used to work at a, a summer camp with uh, kids 6 to 12 years old. And um, there was a great time. One we time at band camp? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Basically. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> we were playing a kickball and this kid who was notorious for getting really upset too easily uh, came up, kicked, got out and ran off crying. So they asked me to go come him and I go over to him and his name was, was Mikey and I was like Mikey what's wrong Mikey it's okay <laughs> again and uh, I don't know why these guys are cracking up um, but um, you said balls I was trying to cheer the kid up so I'm like what's wrong Mikey and uh, he's just sobbing can't say anything finally he calms down enough he's like I'm a sore loser. <laughs> and, I mean, I had, to, I had wow. to turn and cover my mouth to keep from cracking up on this kid. But, like, what adult would ever admit such a thing? He was, like, eight Most years old. Most of them don't. Most of them don't. Amazing. <laughs> but, yeah. obviously, I couldn't laugh at his face, so I was just, <laughs> I had to bite my tongue. And, it's okay, Mikey. <laughs> I wanted to laugh nice. so hard. But, uh, brilliant, brilliant. So. Wait up. I think Mikey was really Mark. Wait up. Yes, because Mark is Mark clearly is a sore loser. Uh, as all these years I've known him, I, I think uh, Mark is one well, of the most e- better over the years. But... Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Oh uh, Whitfield, thanks, Coach Whitfield. We appreciate your uh, we appreciate your valuable insight. Hey, morning. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, yeah, kids are a hoot. Anyway, I'm sure people are like, all right, guys, it's like 20 minutes in. Can y'all actually talk some football and some sports? sports. We've, we've, talk, we've heard y'all talk about getting drunk, Shannon sticking his head out of a minivan on the highway, going king of the world, and y'all are still making fun of old Whitfield all the time. So, hey, that yeah. shit was fun, man. <laughs> no, it, it was great. All right. Hey, hey, hey Matarena. Yeah, we're going to get to some sports. <laughs> Hey, like real quick, uh, yeah. shout out to Howard Haas, one of our uh, fans, sent us a nice uh, note on Wednesday. Um, so while you're in class, we will make you laugh, bro. Uh, that, that's the plan. Just uh, remember not to get any massages at Massage Envy. Uh, since a woman told police that while she was receiving a, mas- a massage from 24-year-old Habtamu, I can't even say this dude's name, God bless, <laughs> Habtamu Gebra Salalasi, uh, when he placed his tongue on her genitals, so probably not Whoa. where, yeah, probably not where you want to go. That's not that's not the happy ending that most people DC. agree to. So did she pay double for represent. that? Did she pay double for that? <laughs> Normally, you pay double for that kind of action. I just want to know if he if he's if he asked her how many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie roll pop. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. Are you seriously breaking out, Cisco? Do you want Cisco? Saying how many licks does it take? <laughs> I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, that, anytime we have an opportunity to go thong song, there you go. You know, we we can do that. Oh, they muted that. That's too bad. Mm-hmm. So anyway, apparently not the place to go get a massage. Be very careful <laughs> when you select that deep tissue massage. Whoa. Anywho, hey, hands only. Say what? Say hands only. Yeah, hands only. All right. So, uh, all kidding aside, let's, let's get to something. When you go what? get a massage, like, don't you just like strip down to your underwear? You like, 
just leave your underwear on. No, nah, dude, I I get I dude, dude. I'm I'm full buff, man. I put a towel on. No, nah, man. I'm I'm stone cold naked up, up in that piece, dude. I don't no t-shirt, no drawers, no boxes, no tidy whities none of that stuff, man. If I'm going in for massage, dude, I'm trusting A that they're not going to drop a tongue on my genitals anywhere along the line. Okay. Number two, oh, <laughs> all the massage. Well, I mean, like, uh, was it? I think it was. It's been a while since I've had a massage. Now, don't get me wrong. I enjoy a good massage, like for real, man. You know, oh, I, I, hear you. I have the occasional like back issue flare up. So a nice good massage is great. Only thing that's weird oh. is, when, is when you get a really good massage and then you you know you drink all that water and then you like your pee is like s- super gross. Yeah, I mean, it's like one of those weird things. But I love a good massage. But I'm I'm full naked for massage, man. I mean, are you guys not full naked for massages? You're wearing underwear. No. Never had one. You never, Randy. You've never had a massage, dude. Bruh, uh, bruh. For your fortieth birthday, go get you about a ninety minute deep tissue yeah. massage. You will thank me. Yeah, thirty is not long enough. Um, That's what she said. Hey, yo. 60, 60 at minimum. 60 at minimum. 90 might be a little long for a first time. Uh, 60 yeah, at minimum. 60 or 90, man. You can't yeah. do 30 or 45. No, you got to no, go 60 no, or 90. No. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, dude. Oh, if you've, if you've never – go on group. Do yourself a freaking favor, bro. Um, they, have, they have deals on Groupon and all kinds of stuff. Uh, get a massage. I mean, and, and believe me, you deserve a reward for cutting all that weight and doing all that stuff. Uh, whether it's, it's shoulders, back, butt, glutes, not not your nut. Remember, this is not not that kind of <laughs> massage. Okay, you know, Saint massage envy, bro. Uh, nuts and butts, no courtesy, reach around, none of that stuff. Okay, don't take any massage recommendations from Whitfield. By the way, do not trust him. <laughs> Just kidding. Five minute ball massage. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but uh, but do yourself a favor, man. Get get a good a good massage. They are fantastic. If I had more disposable income, I would get one or two a month, man. No, yeah. no doubt. Fantastic, dude. No yeah, doubt. absolutely. You'll feel like a new man afterward. They feel good, especially if, if you've got some residual soreness anywhere. Um, they're they're pretty fantastic, man. Very, very, very chill. Very cool. Very cool. But we have had the most non-sports-related intro to this podcast, <laughs> I think, almost ever. And there's like so much crap happening. I mean, Rick yeah. P- Rick Patino's getting. I mean, he's that's just a mess. Shannon, I know you're a resident Kentucky fan. On any yeah. level, do you take any degree of satisfaction out of this complete crash and burn? Uh, it's it's really two parts. One is Patino. Two is Louisville. Or do you just go? You know, it's just a sad state for college basketball. It's a sad reflection of the current environment. And he's a grease ball, and too bad for him. But you know, his legacy is now dumpster fire. Well, here, here's the thing, man. Like, I still think of Patino from the early 90s. That's yeah. what I grew up with. We're, we're talking about the man who literally resurrected the Kentucky basketball program from the dead. I know. It's, it's why got, you're such an interesting person to talk to about it because you're a Kentucky fan. You grew up with that. And you know what I mean? And right. then he's at Louisville, which still had to be weird when that happened. Because, I mean, Kentucky almost got the death penalty back in the late 80s mm-hmm. like they were literally on uh just fumes at that point and you know rick had failed out with the knicks and you know kentucky reached out brought them in to revive that program and yeah. 
he he breathed a lot of life into our program, yeah. brought us back from the dead. Um, I, at Jamal getting Jamal Mashburn was probably the biggest, probably the biggest recruit before John Wall that I can remember because getting Jamal, you know, brought us back from the dead and the shooting a three. Like I can remember games where Kentucky would shoot sixty threes in the game and would press full court and would still get just crushed. But like he was like, no, I'm going to change the game. This yeah. is how we're going to change the game. We're going to play 94 feet. We're going to play defense all the way. We're going to trap everywhere. We're going to shoot the threes all the time. And eventually it caught on. And in 92, I mean, you saw them hang with one of probably the top two or three teams of all time in that 92 Duke team. Um, they hung with them through overtime till the very last shot when Leitner sunk it. But in one of my fondest memories is that 92 team. Like yeah. that team will always, I will always cherish that team. My, my grandfather who passed away in 93 took me to go watch them when they did their barnstorming tour mm-hmm. after the season. That was my first experience with Kentucky basketball was him taking me there. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately cancer took him in the next year and, that that's my experience with Patino. Now, when he came back to Louisville, I understood it because he always talked about Kentucky as Camelot. You treat when you do well in the state of Kentucky with basketball, you are treated like a king. I mean, you you go eat anywhere on the house, you drink anywhere on the house, you you're just you were a god basically. And he knew he screwed up when he went to the Celtics. So he was like, all right, let me get the next best thing. Let me go back to Louisville. It, it stunk when he did. But sure. the rivalry between him and Calipari, it, it was phenomenal. I mean, in, in Louisville with their good teams, and Kentucky with their good teams going back and forth over the years, it, it's just been tremendous. But, you know, with the whole Karen Cipher thing uh, in the Italian restaurant – and then with the hookers and all that, and now with this stuff, dude, he he has um, he he has tarnished his reputation. Oh, uh, to put it mildly, Louisville has tarnished their reputation, at least basketball wise. Uh, I mean, when Bobby Petrino was looking like the most steady coach in your yeah, university, not so good. You messed up. Not so good. I mean, like, do you do you think this is? I'm not saying it has to happen, but do you think they at least have to like have the discussion about the death penalty for the program? Yeah. I mean, the the sanctions of having hookers and all that other stuff was bad. Uh, not to mention the coach and mm-hmm. closing out a restaurant with a, whatever, a, a, a mistress was bad enough. And then you got the hookers and all that stuff with the recruits. And now the the hell the AD's daughter got hired on this summer at Adidas. Really? So I hadn't oh, heard that yeah. one yet. Oh yeah, oh. dude. I mean this 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 is from the AD to the coach to the coaches. And Patino today was named as coach number two as dealing with the shoe company with money to pay for recruits. So 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, you, you know, I mean, he's a smart guy. You, you don't achieve that level of success and coaching prominence. It, it, you know, there's a lot of money. And I think this is one of the things that if you if you haven't ever really sat down and thought about it, just the amount of money that's in – we know college football is a lot of money. But yeah. people know that for sure. That That's, you know, revenue numero uno. But there is that's some, why Louisville went to the ACC. Yeah, was football. But there's some sick, sick cash in college basketball, and you know you're gonna hear. I mean, this I, I would imagine if you thought there was a CD underbelly, but you weren't quite sure, and maybe every once in a while it pokes out a little bit with an academic scandal or you know, uh, Patino loafing around with some with the bread basket uh, or some hookers. There, there's a lot. And the question is, how far, how much, you know, how deep does this go? Well, that sounds kind of kinky. That's what he said in that, that Italian restaurant, no doubt. But, you know, how, how, like, how far down do you have to dig? And then you get into AAU teams, which you know is kind of a grease your palms, a little. Oh, sl- it's so shady. You know, there, there's a lot of, sh- yeah, you, you know, AAU stuff is kind of shady. There's a lot of money in it. There's a lot of money in it. And a lot of people trying to steer, whether it's, huge it, huge it's shoe deals or agents or, you know, this contract or somebody greasing palms. There's a lot of money in this stuff. And there's a lot of people that make a ton of money. Um, when you have that much money, all those pools of money, there's going to be. Usually there's some sh- there, there's some shady stuff, and I, I think this is, I would imagine, kind of just really the beginnings of what this is going to turn into. I'm very curious how far it goes, and you know, uh, quite frankly, we don't normally talk about this kind of stuff uh, on the brew, but I think we're all sports fans. We all know that there's a seedy underbelly, whether it's gambling, uh, whether it's you know, corruption on some level. You see it, uh, I think the Olympics, people are kind of used to some a certain degree of corruption with the Olympics and the bids and the cities and all that kind of stuff. Um, and college athletics, you you kind of know there's stuff going on, but you don't, usually you don't, you don't have this, it just come front and center this clear and this clean, you know, with what it is. And on well, some on look- some level, and, and let me say one thing, on, on some level, it's really, really unfortunate because a lot of these kids just they don't necessarily know better and i don't want to exonerate them and let them off the hook entirely because it's not even a matter of that but you have a system that is set to be predatory on young players right and whether you want to throw in you know their backgrounds or that's an urban sport that's fine you can go there if you want and maybe that's part of it but there's a lot of people that make a lot of money and there's a lot of kids that get taken advantage of and just you know their families or they don't know and it you know and there's sure there's there's people in and college football college basketball you know if you run a clean program and you got a kid that's come to you has his hand out maybe you don't want that kid in your program all right fair point right maybe you want to be the moral and the ethical one it happens sure i believe that i believe there are moral and ethical. gonzaga i think is, is is if i had to put my money on who's a clean program i bet gonzaga's clean you know what i mean yeah like with, yeah. without a doubt <laughs> And then uh, we could have taken, we, we could have made one of uh, uh, Randy's get my beer, you know, bets over Louisville <laughs> was, was there some dirt going on. Uh, but on some level, it's a predatory system. It's a predatory system of profit. And you do have some young athletes that are ready to take advantage of it. Absolutely. But you also have a system that is essentially constructed to line a lot of pockets and to funnel the kids and to push the kids in, into bad decisions when really, and the reason I say that is because really part of the idea with that is is you're looking for leadership 
or mentors or people that can help guide you with career choices and school choices, you know what I mean, and basketball choices in this particular context. If we talk about the benefits and, you know, of, of team sports and coaching and, you know, making you a better man, a better bas- basketball player, and it's not just obviously restricted to men, but, um, you know, it, 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 it's a com- really a systematic failing, not only for the NCAA, um, but all across the board for, for a lot of, for, on a lot of levels, man. And it's messed up. And some of the people that are going to get, you know, that are going to get caught up in this, uh, there's going to be a lot of lawyers, there's going to be a lot of schools, there's going to be some terminations, some resignations, more investigations, a lot of stuff. And I just, I, I think it's going to get much uglier before it gets better. And I do feel for some of the kids because these are people they're trusting for guidance or, or that they look at as mentors and what's going to happen to them. I don't know. It's a mess. Dude. The, the fact that the FBI never told the NCAA should tell you something. Well, I, I don't think, I, I mean, do, do any of you really believe the NCAA is on the full, fully on the up and up uh, on no. all of it? I, you know, I mean, we joked around about baseball at the steroid era, turn, kind of turning the cheek a little bit. And I, I'm not saying that the, uh, look, we love college sports. We do. And college basketball. I mean, who, you know, if you're a sports person, you got to love what March Madness is. But don't. You know, you can't be blissfully unaware that there's just a staggering amount of money, you know, in the TV contracts and uh, everything that gets layered into that. There's a staggering amount of money. Oh, it's absurd. It's uh, of course it is, and you know, you'll see people with renewed calls that you know the players deserve a stipend or you know some remuneration, and you know I'll listen to that. I mean, I think that's at least a valid point. I, I don't know how you would effectively do that. I don't know. I don't know how you would effectively do that and police that. But you know, on one hand, you have something so stupid about oh, they can't have a, a an extra bagel with cream cheese, and then you have this crap going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it, it's so dumb. Or you have you know kids that have injuries that petition for a, an extra year of eligibility and they get denied. Or you know kids that tra- you know what I mean? Or, or coaches they, up they and- want to transfer and they're like, oh, yeah. you got to sit out a year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, so this so absurd. Yeah, I mean, th- there are players that get totally caught up in the system. Um, you know, maybe they need to go to a different school. Maybe maybe they went somewhere and and you know it just didn't work out. But the the way thing there's there's a distinct imbalance, and you know, with power and money usually comes imbalances. You know what I mean? That that's usually pretty real. Look around the world, friend. <laughs> um, you know that's a real thing. But there's there's so much unevenness with and and stuff that the NCAA does that you're like, what in the hell, man? How is that even a rational decision making process? You know, and some of the weird benefits and food things and recruiting. I mean, I, and then this other stuff goes on. So. Now, where we go from here, I'm not sure, but again, my sense is that it's going to get far uglier before it gets uh, much better. But there, there are certainly a few programs I would be stunned if they had a hand in it. I'd like—I mean, I'm a Duke fan, so I'd like to believe there's no issues there. Uh, but that's a big time—that's a big time program, so you never know. Um, but I'd like to think that they wouldn't. Uh, but I—I I, I would certainly say Gonzaga. Yeah, I wouldn't think they'd have their hands in that. And I—I want to say. I want to say few came out and, and talked about it and, and kind of made some comments like I'm paraphrasing, like not here, not ever. Um, uh, Urban Meyer came out pretty strong uh, talking about this thing. Uh, he said, uh, quote, if you intentionally lie about committing violations, your career is over. Yeah. You know, you're not just sus- Latino because he was coach number two. Yeah. 
uh, in the original indictment. Yeah. That they, uh, CBS Sports figured out. Who was coach number one? I haven't seen that be. I haven't seen that identified yet, but maybe I missed it. Uh. Yeah, I haven't really uh, been paying. Like I paid attention like this morning when they got Coach Patino as coach number two, but dude, it, it's. I mean, they they've got they subpoenaed Nike now, so I, I'm hoping it's not as bad as I think it's going to be, but I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. For for now, coach, coach number one, we'll just say is Calipari until we're proven otherwise. <laughs> uh, Randy, I'm taking the beer bet with Mark. <laughs> there you go. It. All right. Well, and obviously, I'm hoping you know Syracuse isn't involved with this because obviously we've already had their Syracuse has already had their issues. Yeah. But ultimately, it's really interesting to think like when we were kids, there was that mo- that one movie Blue Chips that came out that even though it was a work of fiction, they kind of addressed this sort of thing in that movie and and I know we've all seen it. And it's just weird to think about that we never thought as kids something like this would actually happen. And now that we're, you know, up there in age, it's like, damn it, we really just didn't want this to be the case. Look at Rainy going back to the mid nineties. There you go. But was and of course, you know, obviously Louisville's already feeling the effects. Two of the top ESPN one hundred recruits have actually decommitted from Louisville. Yep. So I mean, you lose a top ten recruit, dude. That's that's, and within the hour they were implicated. They both decommitted. Uh, So other schools are going to lose another other players because of something like this. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I will say this, Mark. John Wall and Carl Anthony Towns have both come out and said they got nothing. That's good. I mean, well, I hope. Basically, like, and Bradley Beal also spoke because uh, he was a top three pick. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, what you hear with most of those guys, like Duke, Kentucky, uh, Florida, when they were relevant with Billy Donovan, like those coaches never promised those players anything. Anthony Davis, who was the number one guy in the country, Calipari told him point blank, "You are not promised a starting job." Yeah. So I think that tells me. And the other thing is, with the one and done, dude, within a year, you'll be in the NBA. Just don't take any money. Right. Like, you're going to be a millionaire within a year. Don't screw this up. That's something you can sell. Like, I will get you to that level, but you cannot take extra benefits. Yeah. So that's where I think programs like Duke and Kentucky will be okay. Because those coaches who who have that background and who can literally be like, all right, so you see like those 10 to 15 guys, yeah, you're going to be one of those. Just don't screw this up. And they will listen to them. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping. That's my hope, dude. Like if this, if this takes down uh, Cal or Coach K or anybody of that magnitude, I it, it's gonna break my heart, dude. Because yeah, that would... I loved college basketball since I was a kid, and I still I live for March Madness, as you guys know, and it's my favorite sport. And I'm I'm hoping that this is just schools trying to get to that level who may have tried to take the easy way. Excuse me. Ooh, excuse me. Wow, you feel better there? (laughs) The easy way there, but... uh, Like you, Justin, before the podcast, man. (laughs) Burke was trying to fight its way out. Uh, We'll do it (laughs) live! Fuck it! 
Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> thank, thank you, Bill. I yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I lose my train of thought. Uh, but, but seriously, though, man, like I, I, I hope they go to Nike and they get very little, if nothing. Like I hope this is just a few rogue universities and call it a day. But at the same time, I'm not holding my breath. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I do it really, really quickly. Yeah. I just have to say, I, I just, I haven't heard of this blue chips movie, so I'm guessing that must have been before my time. But yeah, well, that's yeah. what happens as a twenty-something. Yeah, might have been before I was born. I don't know. It's the movie you put on your bucket list. That's all. Mm. Side note, side note. Uh, since we had Thursday night football on, and I'm, I'm assuming that game is probably over by now. Yay, Packers whooping the Bears' ass. Uh, but I do like how Butterfingers got into a Twitter fight with the Bears in the middle of the game. Right? I don't know if you guys saw this. So, no. uh, anyway, uh, Glennon had a little bit of a rough start. <laughs> so, Butterfinger had a thing. Uh, they just sent out a tweet that said, Butter dot 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 knees. Hashtag Chicago versus Green Bay. So, the Bears said, stick to candy. Butterfinger said, stick to football. Oh, wait. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's like there you go. You getting crushed. You get outstanding. Yeah, attention. It's fourteen zero, and you're focusing on the wrong game here. Oh, twenty one. <laughs> oh, it's pretty fantastic. So Butterfinger giving the Bears the business. That's a hoot. That's a hoot. I like that one. Uh yeah. I, you know, I just, I just one part of me thinks it's really sad, and I, the other part that that I think is very real. Is you're gonna get like you know Mark Emmert called the revelations and the indictments like deeply disturbing and the University of Arizona you know was always that word appalled you know to learn what you know the FBI had accused people of doing uh, of course Patina was like oh the details you know quote came as a complete shock to me and he blamed a few bad actors when they're talking about this about the uh, this deal to pay that one player, you know, or pay a hundred grand for a player who's, who was at this point, I don't know if he's left, but freshman at Louisville. I mean, it's just, you're going to have a whole bunch of, you know, oh no, we got to do more and we're going to fix this and we're going to blah, 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 blah. But I mean, I, I, I'm just on some level, I think a lot more people know a lot more than they've let on. You know what I mean? Well, of course. And uh, I'll be kind of curious to see where that goes. But that's why I think, you know, Urban Meyer, who obviously has a strong track record of success, uh, and, and there are certain coaches that I think they just don't they don't put up with any crap. You know, they might be control freaks and they might be hard asses. Um, Nick Saban, but but certain guys like uh, Nick Saban doesn't have to do that crap. You know what I mean? Uh, and Urban Meyer coming out with essentially a zero tolerance. And I'm usually not real big on zero tolerance policies. I think it can be real tricky. But this is one of those things. I think in certain contexts, you go, hey, you know, it makes sense, right? And Urban Meyer basically, and this was a, an article on ESPN. He was talking, he basically talked about how he lamented the fact that you know it took the power of federal subpoenas and the threat of time behind bars to make some headway in exposing some of these issues uh, with you know really the just, just these awfully just awful stuff going on behind the scenes, you know. And he said he didn't fault the NCAA employees for not being able to root out um, those who undermine their attempts at amateurism. Uh, because they aren't given strong enough consequences to compel coaches and others in the system to tell the truth. Think about that. 
Mm. Think about that. So, you know, I, I think there's a, a pretty seedy underbelly. This, to me, is really just the beginning. And it is sad. It is sad. Um, I, for Patino, I would imagine this has to be the, the exit stage for his career. I, I don't know how you recover from that. What is um, he, like 70? Well, I have to look up his age. Sixties or seventies. Yeah, I mean, but I I think college basketball wise, I think his days are numbered. Um, if he wants to go be an assistant at the pro level, or maybe a D two, D three, or even high school oh, level. At this I saw point, Jim Calhoun's coaching again. Yeah, Jim Calhoun's going to coach a D three yeah. in uh, three years. How about that? Our boy, oh, our boy, old Jim Calhoun, man. Does does Jim think we need to get some more facts? Though I don't even know if that's still on the soundboard anymore. <laughs> My gosh, get some facts and come back and see me. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, so. old, old Jim, old Jim, buddy. Uh, but yeah, at, at the end of the day, I think it's just, I think it's just sad uh, and unfortunate. But let's not kid ourselves. We, you know, sports fans and NCAA and, and a lot of the stuff going on with agencies and shoe companies and deals and money and TV contracts, we've kind of fostered an environment that's been conducive to this. And I would say largely from systematic processes or, you know, rules that lacked teeth or making easy examples out of certain students or certain programs, you know, I mean, I, I think not necessarily turning a blind eye, but certainly turning away and not shining any, any light on some of these issues, it's been festering for a while. So probably going to get pretty damn fugly, I would think. Mark, I know you got a, you got a ripcord out after a segment. So my question to you, uh, as I didn't realize we were going to talk about the NCAA stuff. A, we had a really awkwardly weird, bizarro intro. Uh, and then we got stuck on you know Patino's Italian meatballs. Um, as So did that lady at the restaurant. Um oh. Yeah. Hey, at least he went Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Coach Patino. By the way, do you think Christian Leitner got any free tickets to the show Stomp? Just, <laughs> just want to know. Back in the day, maybe, maybe, possibly. Hey, if he got two, he brought that that kid Aminu Timberlake, the guy he did actually stomp. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I also want to know if uh, if Chris Weber ever did like a clinic on timeouts. I just want to know. Just want to know. <laughs> Anywho, I don't know. Maybe we should take a knee on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I want to give Mark the opportunity to talk about the Giants. So because uh, you know we can keep that <laughs> we can do that. But my question for you, Mark, I know you want to, I know you got you have a wedding this weekend, you got some stuff to do, and I know you pack slowly as hell, so you probably still have to pack your bags. So <laughs> should we talk about the Giants or should we take a break for just a moment, shift gears to football, do the Giants first, and then you just bounce out right after that? Um, that'll kinda give think... us that'll kinda give us a clean break and then we'll go right into football. Okay. We can do that. Okay. So think about the Giants game for a minute. Um, we'll take a quick break, and uh, you know, I, if you have any closing thoughts on this whole NCAA saga, great. Uh, but we'll just bounce back. We'll go right into football. We'll do Giants Eagles first, um, and then we'll Mark. We'll get you out of here, man. I like it. Good. All right. Cool. That's it. No closing thoughts. We're done. All right. Cool. Uh, we're the sports. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, LiveSportsCaster dot com, Google Play Store. Keywords are sports and brew, and somehow we're probably listed under like s- stupid stuff like fail buckets. Dongs, um, double dongs, <laughs> double dongs. Uh, you know, there'll, there'll be some stupid things you can find us under. Uh, Patino's uh, French loaf, 
uh, you might find us there. I don't, I, I don't know. And <laughs> it depends on what keywords I slipped into the podcast uh, in into search engine optimization back in the day. I used some really like janky keywords, man. But that's that's kind of fun. Anyway, we'll take a break. We'll be right back, and then it's football time. <laughs> All right, man. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back in action. Uh, we lost Whitfield. He got knocked out by uh, Danny Trevathan, apparently. Uh, so he had no. He he had some stuff to do. Uh, so we had to go ahead and retire early. But that's better than him falling asleep and like nose breathing for thirty minutes. So I'll take that as a win. Uh, Arnold, yes, <laughs> yeah, that's right, Arnold. Yes, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yes, there you go. That that hit though, uh, Danny Trevathan on uh, Devonte Adams, wasn't it? Holy cow! Yep. Woo! He lit him up, man. That was a nasty, nasty, nasty hit. Uh, I don't, I don't know if he'll get suspended, but uh, I think he's definitely going to get Doc some money. That's, that's going to be a fine coming, man. Because uh, slow mo, it looks extra awful. Um, but woo, vicious, vicious. Uh, anyway, let's uh, obviously we're going to shift gears to some football. Uh, so kudos to the Packers for handling handling their business on Thursday night football. They have owned the Bears. It feels like forever <laughs> when they're at Lambeau. Uh, I was actually uh, texting back and forth with a buddy of ours, E, who's a big Bears fan, and uh, had a lot of chat, a uh, lot of text conversation right at the beginning of the game, and then it just all faded out. So Packers drove for a touchdown, and then Glennon had whatever his fumble thing going on, and the Packers got it back. And uh, it was it was very quick, 14 to nothing, and it got really quiet really quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... Not shocked at that, but uh, anywho, that's that's the, the you know that's football, man. So uh, anyway, a, a couple of things. I know we talked about getting Mark out of here. You got a big weekend in front of you, so we want to make sure we get you out, and so you can be well rested, my friend. Because I know that's what you're going to do. You're going to get off the podcast and immediately finish all your chores and go the f to sleep. Samuel L. Jackson has read that book to you many times, I'm sure. So shut up. <laughs> <laughs> go the f to sleep but I, I guess out of curiosity number one and you you were here and i was running around doing stuff at the house but you're watching the giants eagles game and you know it, it the, the giants look a little bit listless for a big chunk of that and then they really woke up in the fourth quarter so it, it ended up being a pretty damn dramatic and pretty exciting game and obviously beckham was a big part of that he had a, a you know that ridiculous touchdown catch pinning against his shoulder pad. That was the second one uh, as he was going in the corner of the end zone, and then he had the first one um, where he brought it in and he did the old you know crawl around you know strut around like a dog and then lift up the leg and piss. So uh, I guess a couple of things. I'm curious for your perspective on the game and the state of the Giants' season. And I look, I think all of us appreciate Odell Beckham the player, and I, you know I appreciate his persona. Uh, but occasionally you have to wonder, you know, uh, like how do you get somebody that's got such a flair for the dramatic to to not push the bounds and go too far? You know what I mean? And like, at what point is it detrimental? Um, and how do you how do you reel that in? Because it it honestly, he seems like he plays a little bit better when he's a little, you know what I mean, kind of pushing the bounds. For I mean, fair or not? I mean, he's an exciting player. He's got a lot of a lot of charisma, a lot of personality. Um, and I, I don't know if this is one of those things where maybe they just earlier on in his career, kind of when Coughlin was still there, if they if they just should have set the stage a little bit earlier to deal with some of the stuff 
or if it just wasn't going to happen and they just let him skate because he brought so much to the you know on field and they're just kind of reaping what they sow on it but um so i guess there's the game itself it's nice to see some life in them and there's a celebration and i don't i guess just your 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 takeaways your perspective and your thoughts cuz you're the giants fan of course so um yeah i mean i watched i watched every minute of the game and then certainly uh you know uh, they looked. They did look listless in the beginning. It looks um, not too dissimilar from the first two games, and uh, then they got some momentum. And then uh, once they finally finally got a touchdown on the board, and then shortly thereafter got a, a turnover. Um, that was that was huge. I mean, we we know turnovers can be, you know, massive uh, game shifters, and and they, they made it into a game. Um, and uh, I think that's. You know, I, I totally understand that. You know, non-Giants fans are going to look at Beckham and be like, "He's a whiner. He's a crybaby. He's full of you know antics on the sidelines, and you know just can't can't control his, his ego or emotions." I, I I think that as a both a you know huge Giants fan and you know I, I really think I'd like the guy even if he wasn't on the Giants. Obviously, I'm very glad he is on the Giants. Of course, but but um. <laughs> I think that logically you do kind of have to just accept some of it. Um, I, for the most part, I'm not really too worried about, you know, celebration penalties. Um, I, I certainly, you can't get it on every touchdown. I don't think he will. Um, but, you know, that one, it was it was funny. It's 15 yards on the kickoff. I think the only reason that it really stung that time really wasn't so much on him, but I think the kick the kicker then, you know, kicked the kickoff out of bounds. And so it actually, like, gave them the ball across midfield because they, like, they somehow they tacked on the 15 to the kickoff. And so, I mean, that, that sucks. But, I mean, that's, you know, not his fault. The kicker you can't be kicking the freaking kickoff out of bounds. <laughs> was that, was that the kicker? I have kick- to wonder if the uh, Giants owner went Cincinnati Bengals owner from last week. Was that how do you how do you f how that do you f that up? Who was it that was calling the kicker the flock, flock of seagulls? That may have been Jerry, our other Giants fan. Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. He he was calling. Was that the punter or the or the kicker? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. One of those guys. I want it. Must have been the punter, man. He must. I have think been. it was the punter because yeah. I think the punter there was like a ten yard punt basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's sounds about right. Time. Yeah. And, yeah. Ow. How do you F that up? up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. (laughs) What the flock of seagulls y'all anyway, but, uh, go ahead, Mark, keep going, man. So, so, I mean, you know, certainly (laughs) we've seen him back him. um, you know, he was more than the decoy, but not a whole lot more than decoy the week before. Yeah. Um, you know, this week, you know, certainly healthier on the field a lot more. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I think that we see that he does play better. I think when he's a little more animated, a little more fired up, uh, I certainly don't think that anybody can question his, you know, heart and you know, how much he wants to will that team to win. I mean, right now, you know, they, they, they need that. I mean, I, I think the defense is fired up, um, but you know, they they can't be on the field you know, as much as they had been the first you know two weeks. So you know, Beckham certainly helps extend the drives. Right. Uh, Beckham Beckham opens up the rest of the offense. Marshall you know got a good amount more touches. Uh, you know, like eight for sixty six or something like that. Uh, Shepard, you know, uh, mainly one catch, but I mean had I think eight for one forty four. Um, and the 77 yard touchdown. So, um, Beckham well, means so much to that offense, of course. And I'm, I'm not speaking rocket science, here, right? So. No, no, you're not. But they also <laughs> yeah, went yeah, up tempo, they exactly. also went up tempo, which I think helped them a lot. 
Oh, for sure, for sure. I think it helped him a uh, lot. Run, run game, still abysmal. But, I mean, that's, that's, that's again, the, the offensive line. Um, but <laughs> I, we talked about that, you know, they need to go to a short passing game. That, that's basically what they, they're going to have to do to counter this lack of offensive line. And it, it was largely working. Uh, Eli still, I think, had, you know, one or two turnovers. But, anyway, they, they made a game of it. And, then I mean, now they took the lead, you know, there in the fourth quarter. And then it went back and forth a little bit. And, um yeah, I not not a lot to say about you know uh, you know last second drive one 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 pass play that's you know, I tend to agree with you know my my, my brother who, who says I mean it felt like that play took a little longer than than than, than seven seconds you know it's it's a little hard to believe that you know it truly cut that play fully through and out of bounds. So they needed know, the refs the, from like the uh, Lions Falcons game. They needed that, they needed that crew, right? <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just saying. Um, so that's you know a yeah. little, little hard to, to truly well you know, swallow that, that that clock not expiring. But um, but you know, sure enough, they get to play you know across midfield and get get into range. And I mean, credit credit to the kicker. I mean, he, he crushed it. I mean, honestly, probably probably still had maybe maybe another yard or two to spare. Um, straight, straight and narrow, you know, right right through the corner, corner pocket. Um, <laughs> a dude that gets called off another team's practice dude, squad, rookie kicker, six, rookie kicker, signed off the Bengals practice squad, and nails a sixty-one yarder. I mean, there, there's nothing you can do about that, dude. No, longest yeah, right. there, there's, there's literally nothing you can do about that. Block it. I mean, not have your defenders doing yakety sacks while Alshon Jeffries toe tapping with one second left on the clock. Uh, I mean, I, I mean. <laughs> There's a couple things you you can do. I, about I would that, take but. my chance. I'd sixty one yards. Sixty one, yeah. I mean, right. as it, look, right. it's the longest it's the longest field goal in Eagles history, by the way. And I think I, th- I, I, I might be wrong, but I could. I thought I read an article where it said there's only been like seven field goals of sixty one yards or longer in like NFL history. I mean, probably right. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean that's a pretty incredible. That's a pretty incredible thing to happen. And over the course of a game, let alone the you know game right. winner, you know, yeah, at the, at the, the, the a walk off sixty one yarder like uh, for real, especially Philly, dude. Like yeah. normally Philly has some uh, funky weather, but right. it, it was chill that day. Um, and, and the captain can vouch for it. I, I'll, I'll leave this game for y'all to you know talk about. Certainly, it was probably the other crazy game of the week. But uh, you know, he, he was here to witness that I was just livid because basically back to back, and I'm just I'm I'm following the the Lions, you know, Falcons game on my phone, watch, <laughs> watching with my my Sunday ticket on my phone as we're watching the Giants game on the TV and going back and forth. And I, I my my big wager of the afternoon was. Detroit both on the, the line and, and, and on the money line so it was Detroit plus three and Detroit money line really really oh, felt oh. good about them beating Atlanta so I mean I, I, I had about 175 wrapped up in that game um, and uh, so seeing that madness of you know the overturned touchdown call <laughs> right right Fo- followed moments after by the. Dude, you know yards. the refs had Falcons plus three. <laughs> oh, I, I, I do. No, that's right. Oh my <laughs> god. That, 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 those, those two things happen back to back. I just Mark. I had, uh, you I know, know Mark. <laughs> oh, damn. You know you're getting that one. I'm, I'm fine with that. It's 
better than yeah. Other just usually play for me. So um. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Sometimes you get much worse stuff. But no, you were super annoyed. It was it was pretty funny. Oh, you were. I, I, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I <laughs> those those two things happened back to back. I well, one or the other, I would have been you know frustrated enough. Yeah. Back to back, that that felt felt like a, a bit much. A bit much. That was, that was uh, a bag just, of butt. It just feels cheap though, because you're like, because I know Detroit. Their Twitter did a thing where they said, hey, mm-hmm. it took us only seven seconds last year when we threw a 27-yard pass to get up to the line of scrimmage and spike the ball. Yeah, and that uh, and that I, was I, against I hate, Minnesota. I hate, I, hate that, I hate that rule. I'll, I'll let you all handle that game because I should, you know, I, I, I should jet out here in a second. But um, but, I'll, I'll, but I will gladly throw out there that y'all can take take my word that I, I be, even if I wasn't rooting for the Lions there, that rule is is counterintuitive there. I mean, it, it, it sucks that it's in place because it's, it's in place for other reasons, but not to punish a team like that, not not to punish a team that's, you know, certainly deserved a chance. Plus, I mean, there's a whole lot of screenshots that show that that play really should have ended with about 11 seconds. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that, that rule. Well, look, if it's a penalty – the 10 second runoff makes sense, right? It does. Because that, that's your own fault. But I think there's at least some merit to the discussion that in a situation like that, if they hadn't ruled a touchdown, if they had gotten it right to begin with, there's a reasonable chance. I'm not saying a high probability, but look, last year they did cover a lot of territory and they, they did a clock. It was against Minnesota. And yes. they, they, I mean, Stafford threw the ball and then they were hoofing. They did, I think they ran about 27 yards. yards. And they got a clock spike, and it was roughly set. Now, granted, it was probably a friendly clock operator, but you know they were able to do that. And I watched the replay of that game. So to me, it's within the realm of possibility that they could have. It would have been fourth down, but that they could have gotten another play off. You know what I mean? It's possible. Is it likely? Is it guaranteed? No. But that does, that doesn't mean they wouldn't have lined up, and then the, you know maybe the Falcons commit a, a you know a false start. Right. I mean, you have so many things that can go into that. So uh, essentially, the Lions, the Lions get punished. You know what I mean? Because of replay review. Because of, yeah. because of replay yeah. review. And yeah. I, I think the the only way to really solve that would be to do an untimed down. And I, I look, I, I liked reviewing scoring plays, but in that instance, I don't know how you balance that out uh, without it feeling like a punishment. Actually, Unless, Justin, an untimed down makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think that's probably the best, the the, the most across the board fair way to do. Because it. it was fourth down, they had another down. If it, if that yeah. was if that was fourth down, game over, man. That's fine. Right. If there's a penalty, ten second runoff, boom, that's fine. But it was it was a oh my god, or at least where the refs have to you know spot the ball. If you're going to stop it, at least have them run back out, spot the ball, and let them go. You know what I mean? No, I, it's just, you know, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, imagine me. You know, none, none of us are, are really Lions fans per se. Obviously, mm-hmm. I was frustrated because I had a lot of money on the game. But I mean, you know, I, I mean, Jesus, I mean, imagine. I mean, I, I mean, I, I sh- shouldn't pretend like it's not significant. I mean, certainly, you know, divisional game against the Falcons. I mean, that was a huge, huge game for them. Massive. But, I mean, I was well, even thinking, I mean, what, what if, what if it was like Week 16 or something like that? I mean, that was, you know, and then that game really meant something for you know their playoff chances or something like that. I mean, that and it may that just. It, it, yeah, well, they were still going into that game as well. I mean, yeah. oh, I mean, you know, hits a touchdown. I mean, you're talking to Detroit's three and oh, and Atlanta's two and one, but you're three and oh with Green Bay in your division, who's two and mm-hmm. one, right? And Minnesota, who's two and one. I mean, 
That NFC North, man. Oh, it's 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 it's, it's crucial. Yeah, and 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 I mean, and, and I mean, I, I think you know they certainly nobody in Detroit, Detroit wants to hear about you know moral victories. I I I think they you know more than enough showed that I mean they they are legit. I mean they you know I certainly think we believe in that before this game, but I mean you know they they made some mistakes and you know Falcons turned the ball over enough that maybe the mm-hmm. it shouldn't have been as close as it was. Maybe the Lions should have handled the business even more so. Maybe the Ryan certainly turned turned it over a good handful of times, but hey, you give yourself a chance to win at the end. And yeah, it just doesn't make much sense that the, the refs, you know, because of some 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 bizarre rule, the refs are able to completely you know, take it out of their hands. Uh, when yeah, without the replay you know, ruling, they would have at least had a chance, had a chance to see if they can run yeah, up. And it doesn't mean they get it off, but at play. least at least exactly. you can see them let it Give play out. Yeah, exactly. Good. I mean, and I mean, I'd even, I'd even argue. I mean, this this is maybe maybe you know maybe I'm I'm looking at it with biased eyes because I, I wanted my money, but you know I, I I have a hard time believing that he was necessarily fully in control of the ball when he's his shoulder is barely touched. I mean, I, I to me, it wasn't c- conclusive enough that, I mean, if I'm in that replay booth, I don't know that I can call it conclusive, but, you know, I, I think most people would disagree if they, you know, slow it down enough, but regardless, either way. That, it just, it just doesn't feel like the right ending to that game. No. You know what I mean? No. And that was, that was one um, of those moments where uh, you were upstairs watching, and I forget what the hell I was doing. I was doing chores or doing something around the house, and you were like, Justin, look at this replay. Does this make any sense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like I can't. And, I can't believe this just happened. Because yeah. uh, obviously, I was ecstatic to see. You know, it's a, it's a touchdown that's you know I think has just won me a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, from uh, joy to sadness in two point five seconds. That's what I thought. Um, <laughs> but uh, go ahead. Is that what she said? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. She said to Whitfield. Yes. Uh, um, to Whitfield or Patino. Uh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Whitfield isn't a Titans fan because you're just like in that Super Bowl man, just coming up a little short. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, Mark, are you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Mark, Mark, a couple things for you uh, on ba- on Beckham, uh, fastest player to reach 300 career receptions. He did it in 45 games. Correct. Little feather in his yeah. cap. And random, random factoid. All right, the Giants are 0 three. It's going to be tough sledding for them. Since 1990, three 0-3 teams have turned it around and made the playoffs. Can anybody name one of them? Do I have to name the year or just name? No, the team? You, uh, did, pff, no. <laughs> just can you give me one of the one of the three teams that was 0-3 and then turned it around and made the playoffs? Vikings. Nope. Seattle Giants. Nope. I'll give you one: the 1998 Buffalo Bills. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, the, and that's the Music City team, right? Uh, we'd have that to double was check. Ninety-three. No, no, City Bowl against Tennessee. That's that was ninety-three. I thought. No, that's ninety-eight. Music okay. City. So the one that came back from like so much down and like ended up winning in overtime or something like that. Oh, uh, you talking about like the Frank Reich team? That's that, where my I'm mind went. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm talking about when Tennessee they okay. scored the Music City Miracle. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm talking about now. Yeah. Y check or whatever. Yeah. Uh, across the field and. I'll give you. A, I'll give you one. One more stab at this. We got two teams left. One more stab. Cowboys. Nope. No. The nineteen. They start two. We'll we'll go the nineteen ninety five Detroit Lions. Because you don't think of playoffs when you think of Detroit. Quite honestly. It, this is true. That's the Packers fan in me really relishing that fact. Um, yeah. Also, <laughs> also the uh, 1992 San Diego Chargers. 
Oh, snap. Okay. Yeah. yeah led by Stan Humphreys, yeah. Good old Stan That's a name you don't hear very often. I think that's the first Stan ever Stan Humphreys. Has there ever been a, a Humphreys reference on the sports brew? I don't know, but in a, the Playboy Mansion with mm-hmm. that name. Hell yeah. Hump day. So anyway, there's your, there's your, so I mean, it, it's tough. All in the 90s, it's doable. And I still think in, there's opportunity space in that division. Um, although, quite honestly, I, I relish the fact that the Redskins kicked the crap out of the Raiders. I thought that was brilliant. But I, I think we'll have a much better indication of the quality of the Redskins. Chris Thompson's phenomenal. I hope that guy stays healthy all year. Oh my God, he's killing it. So valuable for that team. But I really that game against the Chiefs is going to tell us a lot about what the Redskins truly, in my opinion, what the Redskins truly are. Because they got to travel. They're going to Kansas City to play that game on Monday night. Yeah. But I loved Sunday night. That was fan-freaking-tastic, dude. Um, so as far as the Giants, I, I, I guess at this point, I know you got to rip court out. Kind of just big takeaways from at least the excitement of the second half. Hopefully that bodes well. It was nice to see Shepard pop off. That 77-yard touchdown was, was beautiful, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think, I don't know, had the Giants only scored like 13 points all year? I mean, it was like some really arbitrarily low, terrible number. Oh, yeah. They, only, then, had one, they only had one touchdown, so yeah, that's yeah. probably right. And then they had so, uh, and then three touchdowns in like five minutes. It was nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean back 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 up touchdown catches you stated earlier was was absolutely ridiculous and oh the shoulder pad thing was that. filthy. Um, oh, both of them were. Both of them were. Yeah, got his feet down on the first one. Holy absolutely, crap, dude! Absolutely, he still defies logic so often. So, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I was thrilled to see some 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 moxie out of the offense, some fights. You know, kind of like Shanna said. I mean, you know, dude's going to crush a 61-yarder to win the game. You, you kind of just have to tip your cap and, you know, move on. But but obviously it stings a lot because, you know, as much as one and two isn't what anybody roots for or looks, looks forward to, it sounds a lot better than no and three. Um, so uh, that, that, that stung. And, and, but, I, you know, I, I just want to keep seeing some positive fight out of them. I, you know, I'll, I'll save, you know, thinking about whether or not they're going to, you know, make a playoff chase or anything like that. Well, so it's, too, can, it's too far down the road. Exactly. I was going to say, I mean, if, they, if, they, if they, you know, say they, they pop off three or four wins in a row or something like that, then, yeah, I'll start, you know, thinking, all right, well, let's see what we can do. But, you know, take it take it one week at a time. Um, Tampa Bay this weekend will be an interesting matchup. It's, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I, don't, I don't, don't know what exactly to think. Mr. McGuffin. So, so we've gone from the November lane with Tom Coughlin. Mm. Okay. God, I loved that back in the – the first time we dropped that on Mark, it was so great. So – now we have to go Green Day with Wake Me Up. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> wake Me Up. Very nice. Wow. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Look yeah, at you, I, I McGuffin. You. Well, well <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you're accurate. Just for I you, mean, buddy. We do, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's legit. Yeah. That's legit. That's legit. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, I, get, I can certainly get behind that right now. <laughs> we can play. Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, it, it's early yet. You know, if they could, if look, the defense is good. We know that the running game is crap. We, is great. we know that too. Um, but if they can get productivity out of the offense, if they had had that degree of productivity a little bit more over the course of the beginning of the year, they wouldn't be zero and three. Okay, they wouldn't be. So the question for them is is that and we Mark you and I talked about it it was like look if they're going to lose the game show 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 us how much fight you have Absolutely. right and they and, did. and the first quarter not so good or well, first half not so great 
But at the end of that game, they had a lot of fight in them. And if that's if that's how they're going to play, even though they've got some functional limitations with the run game and some other issues, if they can play and they have some pop in them like that and can score some points, then they're going to be in more games and they can start climbing out of the hole. All right? And here's look, the thing. Like, like New England does, like that quick pass offense. Yeah. If the Giants can just get that going... I, I would hope they've got enough two people. Super Bowls, Eli is competent enough to get that stuff going. They should be I okay. Think. I would think. Quote unquote, should be. Should be. Right. They, they, and I mean, he's, he's got the weapons to throw to. I mean, Beck, exactly. Beckham, Beckham, yeah. Shepard, Marshall, and Ingram. I mean, that's that's a great receiving bunch. Marine, Marine, you know, catching the balls out of backfield. Um, so, oh. you know, I, I said balls. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, I... I you yeah, said one, one week, balls. Well, one, one week at a time is all we can do. Um, I, I certainly... I, I would be pretty sad to see a 0-4 start. So, I, I certainly hope they can get off the snide this weekend. Tampa Bay's no slouch. Um, for sure. So it should, should be should be a good 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 game. Um, Look, Mark. I think, I think that's I think it's a four o'clock game. So I think I should yeah. be back from the, as, the wedding. As a Redskins fan, that on some level not only enjoys the hell out of this terrible start for you, but also empathizes because I've been there. <laughs> Just remember, I, and I don't know if you guys remember this, and I think it was when Marty Schottenheimer was coaching the Redskins. They went zero and five, and then they went five and zero. Uh, right. Huh? Eight, yeah. eight and uh, three down the stretch to go eight and eight. Yeah, and they still fired him. <laughs> they still fired. terrible so decision. Stupid. They they should have kept yeah. Marty. And then he he went to San Diego where they got him to fourteen and two. Like Dan Snyder, dude. Get I still don't, I still don't know ass. how anybody thought that firing Marty Schottenheimer for North Turner was a good idea. Awful. No one. Awful. Awful. Schottenheimer, yeah, Schottenheimer got the Snyder short end of the stick. Yes, man. Yeah, Schottenheimer got yeah. the short end of the stick, man. He, um, yeah, he did. But uh, look, I mean, it, it, turn it around. Start playing up, and if they can do that, they can win some games. Tampa Bay is doable because it, I like Jameis Winston. He's not there yet, but they do have. Obviously, they've got some nice skill position pieces, so it it shouldn't be easy per se. Uh, but if their offense has some pop, and the defense can you know play a strong game, then there's some opportunity space. And I still think the NFC East is. I don't know how good that division is. I think it's kind of a weird division. Cowboys are a little, a uh, little bit sloppy at the moment. Uh, maybe that gets corrected. I think year two for Dak is a little is is going to be a little tougher than last year. Um, the Eagles, I think, are going to be competitive. Oh, by the way, man, Darren Sproles, God bless. I hope that's not the end of his career, but oh, wrist oh, and ACL—that's awful. That's probably it for him at his age. He's, yeah. he's, he said he was going to retire this year, so I, I hate to see him go out. I really hate to see him go out like Dude, that. I want I, I want Darren Sproles to contact Steve Smith. And be like, all right, dude, I, you did the same thing I was going to do. You got it. You said you're going to retire, but you got injured. What do I got to do? Like, yeah. like that. That's not how I, I think any of us want to see Darren no. Sproles go out. That that dude balled for Bill Snyder at Kansas State. Balled for Sandy. He freaking crushed the Colts. I, I remember one playoff game where he just freaking killed us. That dude has just. Obviously, he's been on Justin's fantasy teams. I think every. I think year I've had Darren Sproles on one of my teams every year, like since I played fantasy football. That's what it feels right. like. <laughs> it, it seems like every year Justin has that dude on his team, um, 
it was like me with AJ Green for a while. Yep. Yep. Actually, this year too. So go figure. <laughs> but like that dude, man, like five nine, a buck something, maybe two hundred if that, he's wet. That's a lot of football player in that little body. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's, a lot that, of that's a bad man who is fast mm-hmm. as hell. And you know, Darren, look, man, from us here to Sports Brew, we'll raise one up. If you call it a career, that's great. Would love to see it make a comeback and finish out strong, dude. Absolutely. So, I, I kind of so hope he does. I, I, I kind of, you know, I mean, it's just a shame, but it's just not. You don't want to see somebody go out that way. And there's no. always the proverbial one, one year too many. It gets a lot of NFL players, but he still had enough in the tank to be productive and con- contribute this year. Um, it's a freak. Yeah, he, he tore his ACL and broke his wrist on the same play. Oh, I mean, yeah. that was awful. It's horrible, man. Yeah. As yeah. as they say, a bad break for sure. So I don't know. First of all, I hope he I hope he rehabs is healthy and is good. And if it's his time, that's his decision. If he wants to walk away, walk away. But Absolutely. I would certainly I wouldn't lose. You know what I mean? I I would I would be delighted if, if he was able to rehab and could come back and and win out one one more year on his own. You know, on his own terms, healthy and got to enjoy that last season. Because I don't. What player wants to go out like that? And right. he, he's top ten all time like yardage list, and he was less than a hundred away from moving up like two or three spots. Oh, so close! I mean, like, dude, like he, he literally would have been. He could have if he had a solid year. He would have been top five all time. What was like like total yards or something, or yards from scrimmage or whatever? Like if, he, if he finished out this game and next game, he probably would have been six. For like what? Um, like like yards from scrimmage all time. All time, yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I kind of thirty looked away from a couple people. So yeah, we'll see what he does. We'll see what he does. But I, I heal up, get healthy, and uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll get one more year of Darren Sproles. I'm not ready to let you go on fantasy yet. So uh, you, you owe me one more year, Sproles. <laughs> you owe me one more year, buddy. <laughs> anyway, Mark, <laughs> Mark, I know you got to get out of here. So let's go ahead and, and get you out. Um, uh, well, know. again, I got uh, two, two, oh. two quick, quick hitters if I could. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, by all means. And I'll let y'all, I'll, y'all clean up the rest. Y'all knock it out. We will. Um, did uh, did everybody catch? I think the other highlight catch of the week, and it's pretty sick that it was the dude's uh, first catch in the NFL. But did everybody see uh, Jordan Leslie of the Browns his first catch? Mm-mm, uh, that's that. Oh my God! I will share that in the sports brew. You all should uh, uh, take take a quick look at that. So I've got it queued up. Um, that was ridiculous. It was it was absolutely you know Beckham esque. I just uh, posted that in the sports brew chats. Um, I thought you were going to tell me how awesome Joe Flacco was with his twenty eight yards. <laughs> I think I remember seeing that catch, and you are correct. It, just, it was that one handed catch where he just. Went up it, and got it. And... It was honestly like like Beckham's you know, touchdown catch. I mean, I, I, it, it's ridiculous and it's pretty amazing. This dude's first catch in the NFL um, against the Colts, and eh, not really an NFL eh, team, but eh. um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, sick catch. So kudos to me, I mean, your intro to the NFL being that kind of catch. Um, B, I uh, just really quickly got to say that you know. Gian- Giancarlo Stanton hitting his 58th and 59th uh, home runs tonight. Uh, the second second one of the nights left the left the yard at 119 miles per hour. Uh, dude is just 
lights out right now. It's crazy fun to watch. I got a lot of respect for the guy. Um, certainly, you know, with Aaron Judge and a good handful of other guys, the long ball is definitely, you know, back in baseball. And, you know, the naysayers are going to, you know, whisper about PEDs and things like that. Uh, and, and can I guarantee that none of that is happening? No, I don't believe so. I, I think that, you know, they, they've gotten, you know, pretty tight on those kind of things that I just don't think is happening. I'd be more like a believer in, in juiced balls. You said. Yeah. Balls. <laughs> and that's certainly possible. Um,. <laughs> But uh, but it's been fun to watch. I mean, he he is just unbelievable right now. Yeah. I don't know how I, I, you can't pitch to him. Um, so uh, kudos to him. I, I certainly think he's going to hit sixty, and you know, see see uh, just how far he can go. Uh, last last uh, week or so of the season, but uh, but yeah, that's been great. So that's a strong way to go. And you know, what? we'll touch a little bit more. We didn't really get the baseball stuff tonight, but that's okay. Uh, we'll probably we'll, do it more we'll, next week. Yeah, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about uh, about that next week, but. Uh, Mark, man, as the Redskins fan, I can't believe they actually did well in a primetime game. It was, I was happy unbelievable. For you. <laughs> that's, all, I, that's all I can say. I was happy. I was happy. For you. Well, it was my birthday week. It was about damn time, right? So, thank you, Washington Redskins, for not sucking bags of ass in a primetime game because Lord that, knows that sounds like one of those Bud Light Men of Genius commercials. Yeah. Real Men of Genius. Thank you, Washington Redskins, for seemingly forever have sucked in Monday night and Sunday night games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somehow they pulled that out of the yang. Thank you. And they for were not sucking on my fortieth birthday. That's weekend. right, dude. That, a hell of a weekend. Football team. Well, my fantasy team still sucked balls, but you know, real <laughs> real world football was great, and I had I had a great weekend. So that was awesome. I thought that was going to be football on your birthday. That's what yeah. you get. Hell yeah. But, you know, the Packers won an OT. That was great. And then they just demolished the Bears on Thursday night football. That's great. But, dude, the Redskins showing up and playing like that on a, in a primetime game. Cousins look good. Chris Thompson looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, and then, dude, I, I mean, those hit... calls, that, that, that dude on third down dude. is so dangerous. Dude, absolutely filthy. Defense look good. And the, I mean, they they locked down, man. So that defensive yeah. line was the MVP of um, that game. Uh, you the you the real MVP. You so, the real MVP. Yeah. So Redskins defensive I'm, line. I'm stoked. So I hope the Giants can win a couple of games, and then somewhere a little bit down the road, uh, the Redskins can totally crush your playoff hopes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, but. Uh, it, it, that felt really good because uh, I, I didn't have – I had my fan optimism, but I had my – I've seen enough of this in primetime games for at least a day. I've been – and, Mark, I, we were watching a game. I want to say it was when Penny and Randy lived at, at Cutshaw, and you were there, and we were watching a game, and it was the Redskins and the Giants, and it was a complete bag of obliteration <laughs> suck. I remember it was that. Awful. I definitely remember that. It was awful and atrocious. You know, and and so it's it's just nice. It's nice to see them play well in a primetime game. I hope, but again, if if they can follow it up with a good game against even if even if they lose, if they play a good game against the Chiefs, I like the direction of the team this year. But anyway, look, yeah. get on out of here. Uh, have a fun weekend. Enjoy the wedding, and uh, we'll look forward to it next week, dude. Thank you very much, brothers. Yes, sir. You guys enjoy it, bro. as well. Absolutely. Will do. Gute Nacht. And just remember, man, <laughs> I still can't believe Shannon dropped that on you. But 
That was, that was pretty fantastic. That was well played. <laughs> just remember, before the night's over, man, <laughs> take the dog out, okay? Take the dog out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, Jack, you're drinking that gin and juice. Mark, do you ever get so drunk that you pee on one of Peach's puppy pads? <laughs> I just want to know. I actually, cannot, cannot say that I have. <laughs> <do> that. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. Wouldn't that be fun? Like, how drunk would somebody have to be to totally like? Like, Mark would have to be drunker than at one time that you you were. Yeah, I think you were doing shots of Jameson with Randy at the at the apartment, and I drove you back. Johnny Walker Black. Oh, Johnny Walker Black. That's what it was. Oh, thirtieth. Yeah, and I thirty. Don't you mean 30? his? Don't you mean his twentieth? Or twenty excuse me, it's twenty twenty first, twenty first, twenty first, twenty first. Twenty first, yeah, twenty first. Let's get it right. Twenty first, let's get it right. And you know, I brought you back to the house and like I think you stumbled, bumbled, and either puked, pooped, or peed on my air conditioning unit outside. Maybe all three. <laughs> I don't know what you did. I know you at least pissed on it. You, you were you were you were lit, dude. Dude, you sent me pictures of Mark all like completely roasted from that night. That was great. I'm sure you were plenty drunk too, bud. <laughs> oh yeah, I was. That was my first ever real hangover. Yeah, well, you're crushing a bunch of Johnny Walker at the end of the night after we've been drinking all day. That's gonna get you. Yeah, that's gonna get you. Break Johnny Dub early, man. Yeah. That's rough stuff. But anyway, man, we'll sleep well. Mark, enjoy the game, and hopefully they give the they give the Bucks a run for their money. All right? Here's open, here's open folks. Y'all take it easy. Later, bro. Peace out, man. Night. Out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet. All right. So, Oakland, Washington. Oh, what happened? <gasps> Here, hold on a second. All right, so this is where <laughs> we had a little bit of an Adobe Edition fail, and it crashed out, and we thought we lost a big old segment with Mark. Mercifully, I was able to recover it from a temp file. So you might hear us reference that. You might even hear some, some things we talk about a second time, but that was before I realized I was going to be able to save the file. So just a heads up. Anyway, we're the Sports Brew. You can find us on Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster.com, Podbean, all kinds of stuff, Keyword Sports and Brew. I'll just leave a little pause in, and then it'll be segment three. There we go. Huh. Oh, and I couldn't help but laughing at the little bup, 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 remix. So I spliced that back in a couple of times. <laughs> anyway, on to segment three. Wake me up. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so we have good we have good news and bad news. The good news is we're still recording. The bad news is like a whole segment just went to hell. And it's really unfortunate because we were having all kinds of fun with Mark and making fun of stuff. Talking about him getting drunk with... Randy doing a whole bunch of shots of uh, uh, Johnny Walker Black or whatever with Mark. So it's it's kind of a bummer that we lost a big chunk. Like It feels like once a year we have one of these bad Adobe Edition fail bucket things. So I guess really, not only for the Giants, but perhaps for Adobe Edition, man. You're right, Shannon. Wake me up when September ends. Yeah. God, what a that shame, was a, That man. was a good blast, too. It, it was a great blast. And I wish I wish every, all the sports listeners could fully appreciate that because the transition from November lame, er, November rain, to wake me up when September ends, that was a good pull. It was a good pull. But I guess that means so we lost I don't know, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes of audio, and then all the time uh, in between realizing the crash happened, uh, bidding a fond farewell to Mark, 
and then uh, recovering what was there <laughs> and picking that back up. So it's gotten really late really quickly. Yay, Thirsty Thursdays. That's what happens here in the sports brew. <laughs> uh, so I guess we need to do a speed round and kind of crush through a couple of things and wrap up and get the hell out of here. Uh, so, so moderately annoying. Like a plan. Yeah, yeah, moder moderately power annoying. Through. Yeah, we're going to power through. I mean, what, what else well, will we do? We're in Oakland, Washington, so we can get that one. <laughs> yeah, as I just around with Mark, and I think when we were telling the story about the Jameson or Johnny Walker Black, uh, we were laughing because, uh, you know, somehow I think he managed to puke, poop, and uh, piss on my air conditioner outside. No, actually, he just peed on it. But he was super wasted that evening. That got him into a lot of trouble. A uh, lot of trouble. But, <laughs> again, the Washington Redskins thank the Giants for being terrible um, so far this year. That's the fan in me <laughs> kind of laughing about that. And I, I do hope that uh, – I do hope the Giants recover because if they're going to go out, I want the Redskins just to knock them out of the playoffs. <laughs> then, then I can enjoy it. Then I, then I can enjoy it. But, uh, no, I – they, they, they've got enough team, enough defense, and they've got enough skill position players. I would think they can scheme their way to being competitive. Uh, so we'll see. As for the Redskins, uh, look, man, I, I didn't anticipate that happening on, on Sunday Night Football. Are you kidding? Uh, as, as of late, the Redskins' track record in primetime games has been pretty terrible. Uh, oh, now I remember because we were, uh, we were, I brought up that time we were at the, the house on Cutshaw watching the Giants and the Redskins on Sunday Night Football, and it was awful. I think the only person that was happy there was Mark, yeah. <laughs> unless there were any other Giants fans that were there, and it was just abysmal. And I've seen some ugly. Pro I've seen I've seen some really ugly Redskins games in person. Um, some in New York. They, <laughs> I remember I went to one game in New York. Yeah, I think it was right after Wellington Myra passed away, and uh, I mean they just whooped up on the Redskins. And there was this dude sitting beside me, a Giants fan, was like. You came up from Richmond for this? Ha, 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 ha. He just laughed. He was calling his friends, texting people. It's terrible. But it, it was nice to see him do that. Uh, I don't know what the shape of the division is. You know, Again, I think the Eagles are, are you know fighty and competitive. I uh, like Carson Wentz. I don't know when we lost the deal with Darren Sproles. I hope, was that before our original Wake Me Up Before September Ends? I don't think so. That, I think we actually lost that in the... Yeah. Uh, that was uh, that was Bill Murray lost in translation. Lost in translation, uh, but uh, raising last to Darren Sproles. I hope that's not the end of his career. You know, we talked for a while about that, so we'll keep it short this time around. We'll keep it brief, yeah. brief synopsis. Hope, uh, hope you can come back yeah. if you need to. Terrible way to go out with a wrist injury and the ACL injury and what was you know supposed to be his final year. So I hope that uh, I hope to see you one more time uh, next year. I got a fantasy team that you know you're supposed to be on that, so. I uh, hope Darren Sproles can recover, and uh, I think Shannon, you were right. You know, reach out to Steve Smith. Like, how, how do you do one more after an injury? Ice uh, up, son. Ice, ice up. <laughs> ice up, son. Ice up. So I hope we do see him one more, one more year. I want. I'd like to see him go out healthy and go out playing good football. You know, that's uh, that's uh, you know, you, you hate to see players go out that way. Although sometimes that's football, man. It kicks you out. It break. It breaks you down and it kicks you out. Football's a rough sport. Uh, but I do like the Eagles. I, I think the Cowboys have some issues. Uh, year two for Dak looks like it might be a little challenging, though. I, he throws really well on the run, so maybe they're just going to have to bootleg and kind of move that guy around. Um, although I think it's fair commentary. You've, hear, you've heard a lot of people start wondering about the status of Des Bryant, although that catch he made in traffic against the Cardinals when he carried a bunch of Cardinals into the end zone was absolutely phenomenal. Um, that was beast mode. 
Uh, but there's opportunity space in the NFC East. We'll find out a lot about the Redskins when they play, when they travel to Arrowhead and play the Chiefs on Monday night, another primetime game. Uh, but if they can back-to-back uh, the Raiders and the Chiefs, even if they lose to the Chiefs, if they can back-to-back and play really two high-quality, high high-caliber games, I think the season, future in the season bodes well. Obviously, health is an issue, but uh, Cousins has, has looked fairly solid uh, over the over the course of the year. I love Chris Thompson. That, there's so much upside with that guy. I hope they can keep him healthy. I do believe they have to be mindful of the number of touches he gets. Uh, certainly, uh, Pryor and Cousins haven't quite worked out yet. We'll see if that uh, rounds into form at some point over the season. It, w- it was nice to see uh, Dotson actually on the field and to make a play. Uh, Dude, like that—that's what Redskins fans have been waiting for. Like I, that guy just actually do something. I was about ready to write that dude off and figure he was just going to get cut at the end of the year. So we'll see if that was a fluke or if he's actually you know, going to be on field and be healthy enough to contribute and play. I hope he is. Uh, that'll help them out quite a bit. But look, uh, as far as Redskins Raiders, yeah, I mean, the Redskins, they bushwhacked him, dude. They absolutely just took the hammer to him and kicked their ass, which on my birthday weekend, believe me, was extra, extra, extra satisfying because it was a hell of a weekend. And I was hoping for a good game. I didn't expect the game to go like that. Uh, so you have to give a fair amount of credit to the Redskins for being prepared, uh, for handling their business, for the defense playing as well as it did. Um, Dude, I, I, no Jordan 128 Reed. 128 total yards for the Raiders. Oh, it's ridiculous. And really, they were. Total I think they for were. The game. I know. I think they were under 100 till pretty late in the fourth. Yes, they um, were under, I was listening to the broadcast on the way home. They were under 100 yards until the very last drive when they started moving the ball again. Well, garbage time. It always inflates some stats. Exactly. <laughs> it was like watching the Raiders from a few years ago before they got yeah. Amari Cooper and Derek Carr and all them guys. Yeah, what a weird turnaround. I mean, they, they laid the lumber on the Jets last week. They put up 45 points on them. And they just got a face full of boomstick up in the district, dude. I mean, or as, you know, D-Stat, uh, DCites, uh, that crew might say. Uh, but 128 yards, just the fewest they've allowed since 1992 when they beat the, uh, the Denver Broncos with John Elway. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have pulled that one out of a hat if you uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no. wouldn't have thought that at all. But uh, there you go. But, uh, you know, Greg Minuski. was... 32 yards and two picks after the first half. Oh, so, I mean, he was terrible. Brutal, dude. And, you know, he was aggressive. You know, in, early in the first quarter, he, he was going deep for Cooper, but, uh, you know, Skins DB went right up and pilfered the ball for the pick. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah, and the Redskins just responded with a nice TD drive. It was Cousins to Chris Thompson. Uh, then in the second quarter, it was third and one. Carr dropped back to throw again. I don't know if he just didn't see Fuller or what, but uh, not a good decision, not a good throw. Uh, and it's one of those things that on third and one, given what their run game has been, their offensive line, I'm kind of surprised they didn't run it, honestly. But, hey, you know, sometimes that happens. And Beast Mo might be like, yo, been through this, man. Let me, let me run the ball. Uh, but Kendall Fuller got the pick. And, yeah, I mean, Carr was 5 for 10 for 32 yards and two picks in the first half. Absolutely atrocious. I don't think anybody would have guessed that stat line uh, leading into the game. Uh, Cousins, on, on the other hand, after that uh, pick, loud up, uh, finished off that drive with an 18-yard touchdown strike to Vernon Davis uh, to put the Redskins up 14 and nothing. Uh, we had the 52-yard bomb to Josh Dotson. Uh, I, in my notes, I said fresh from the football witness protection program. <laughs> um, <laughs> so clearly, the expectations for him were pretty low. The Redskins going to Redskins from time to time. Jamison Crowder did muff a punt 
Uh, Raiders ended up recovering that inside the Redskins 20, and it set up a touchdown to make it 21-7. to And that's that's where I think there was a crack right there for the Raiders, and they just they, they didn't capitalize, but they had played so ugly. Again, I think a lot Here's of... Here's the thing. Like, you, you have the Raiders who get that touchdown, and yeah. you have a third and 19, and Cousins throws that swing pass to Chris Thompson, mm-hmm. who breaks for 74 yards. Yep. Like... That was the play of the game. Like that, that was one. A, that was a beautiful play. Oh my gosh! That like was a beautiful play. The the fir- touchdown in the first half to Thompson was a third down. The touchdown to Vernon Davis was a third down, mm-hmm. and then you got that backbreaker of Cousins to Thompson again on that big third and nineteen. Like yeah. third down, Washington had huge plays, and that's like. That 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 is absolutely big time. It, let me be Captain Obvious here for a second. <laughs> Actually, big time for that team. No, I mean it's huge because it's one thing to get a first down, right? It's another thing to get you know massive chunks of yardage or to get scores yeah, you, out of you it. You switch the field on that oh, seventy-four yeah. yarder, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, worst case, you miss the field goal, and then they still have to go the length of the field instead of whatever. But I mean, Chris Thompson, that dude. 150 yards receiving out of the backfield. Dude, that cat's got some game, bro. That, that dude's man, got, yeah. That man has worked his tail off to mm-hmm. learn the game, earn the playing time, and stay healthy. Yep. If he can stay healthy, goodness gracious. Well, sky's the limit for that kid, and maybe not even the sky. <laughs> there's always there's a small number of players that have that. You know, pop and burst and ability. Where if you just if you get the ball to them and, and they have any degree of space, they can just you know take it. They can take it to the house. And, oh yeah. And he looks like the kind of guy. If you get it to him, he's got some space. He can make just big, big plays happen. I mean, he's fast, man, and he's dangerous in the open field. You know, so that's a win. Although I, I was watching replay, I could swear it was it was that particular run or that particular gain. He did throw a couple of nice stiff arms. At the end, that was pretty fun, uh, but I think it was that particular play, and it was they were showing the highlight of it on I don't know one of the one of the highlight shows, and I think Deion Sanders was like, "Look at him, no, not Chris Thompson. Look at the ref," because <laughs> the ref was keeping was like hauling ass down the sideline. It was just a hoot. It was just a hoot. But look, man, Cooper and Crabtree, you know uh, Norman and and Nicholson, I and mean, they, they they just that whole defense locked them down. A big credit to Greg Minuski having that defense prepped, primed, and ready to roll. Um, again, we know about the yardage they allow, but to shut down Cooper and Crabtree, I think, is a tremendous accomplishment. And then it it, it wasn't even like Carr had to go elsewhere. I mean, it, it, that whole offense got shut. Run game got shut down. Carr got shut down. Wide receivers got shut. I mean, they just they shut them all down. Uh, that was an impressive, impressive performance. And quite frankly, we know that defense. You know, defense is a huge factor. It's, it's great if you have a high-powered offense. It's great if you can score points. But, you know, there's always games where you need you need to be able to win. Sometimes ugly. Sometimes you have to be able to win on D. Sometimes you have to control the clock. Sometimes, and there's a lot of reasons you need your D to step up, particularly as you get later in the year, division games, playoff races, and certainly in the playoffs. So uh, that was a nice – that was a nice for me as a Redskins fan. That was a really nice, satisfying win across the board – just seeing him play like that, and I hope that that bodes well. Again, we'll, to me, we'll really know more um, when they play the Chiefs because the Chiefs are good, dude. That's a good football team, and uh, you know maybe maybe uh, you know the Raiders bought a little too much of their own press after beating up on the Jets. Maybe the cross country trip affected them. Maybe it was just a bad game. Maybe they just laid an egg. 
it happens. It happens. There's there's always that inexplicable game. Like the Steelers have those games, right? Where they just play like a, a, a terrible game. Was it the Eagles last year that beat them like thirty to seven or thirty eight to seven or something? Oh like, yeah, like really bizarre. And you're like, and you're like, what the hell, man? Because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like it's one of those games where you're like, did anybody see that happening? The answer is no. <laughs> Don't think so. Well, but, let's be honest. That that game itself can be filed under WTF Sunday, considering last this past Sunday was like. The, they, they talk about the end of the world happening yeah. on Saturday night, which never happened. <laughs> Yet the NFL Sunday got flipped up, turned upside down on its head going, wait a second, what the hell's going on here? Did did Randy just reference the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Did he? Flipped upside Maybe down? A little bit there. We've been, we've been, we've been. Possibly. Turn upside down? Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I yeah. think he did. Yeah, good call, Shannon. I don't. Uh, my tabs are all completely askew and out of order because I reopened that's them. A, that's okay. It, Let's it, just get the recording. Yeah, in. no, no, it's it's all good. Fresh, fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, come on, seriously, Fresh Price. No, I don't want Fresh Price. That's the that's Costco. <laughs> <laughs> that's the wrong thing, man. Oh, here you all go. Right. Here you go, Randy. This one's for that's you, man. Barker from back in the day. That is a classic. Unless you weren't alive for it. I mean, anybody that was old enough to remember the show being on, I mean, that was so fun. There you go. Love that show. Great intro, by the way. Yes. Great intro, by the way. So silly. Definitely. But yeah, no, it, it was kind of a WTF Sunday. There was a lot of strange things, man. I, and I'm sure a lot of people in suicide or death pools got knocked out. Me at the Dude, bl- our pick'em leak was it was like a bloodshed oh, that day. Thank you, Miami Dolphins and Jay Cutler, for sucking ass and getting uh, just, you know, losing to the Jets. It's the Jets of I all know, teams. I know. Come on now. Thank you, Baltimore Ravens, for I don't know, not actually traveling across the pond. I don't know what they sent over there, but it wasn't a football team. Jaguars. <laughs> thank squad. you, Joe Flacco, for throwing for twenty-eight yards and two interceptions in Dude, three quarters. He got he got he got pulled for I don't even, I forget their backup quarterback. There you go for four yards and a touchdown. Yeah, like I saw like the highlight. It didn't even have Flacco listed like on one of the ESPN pages of the game. It it had uh yeah Mallet up there. No Flacco. I'm like that's a bad day, man. Before I forget, uh, Kirk Cousins. By the way. One of three quarterbacks with a 95-plus passer rating every season since 2015. Can you guess the other two? One ought to be, really. Whoa, whoa, what, what was it again? Uh, Kirk Cousins is one of three quarterbacks with a passer rating of 95-plus every season since 2015. Tom Brady. Tom Brady's one of them. The other one should be Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers or Breeze? It's Breeze, not Rodgers. Surprise. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Nice company to keep, although the Saints have problems, but I don't know that you can lay that all on Drew Brees. Maybe his contract, but you can't lay it all on Drew Brees. Uh, but, yeah, WTF Sunday Minute, for, it looked like the Bengals were going to take the Packers out for a minute. Uh, that was bizarre. It, it looked like the Texans might get the Patriots for a minute. That was weird. The Titans, the like, game. yeah, the Titans, they beat the Seahawks. That was weird. I think the Seahawks gave up, like, three consecutive scoring drives. I mean, it was just weird. Obviously, the Jaguars beating the hell out of the Ravens. Uh, and I think Alan Hearns got the nickname Mr. London or something weird because uh, like he showed up big. Because, I mean, the joke, obviously, we make fun of Jacksonville. 
the Jaguars' second home is like London because they play there all the time, or it feels like it. Every year it feels like Jacksonville's over there. Uh, so it's bizarre. And then, like, like the Bills yeah, the Bills beating the Broncos, man. Who the hell saw that one coming? Uh, no. I mean, the Broncos absolutely rolled up the Cowboys last week, and then they followed that up with a loss to the Bills. You know, proverbial wait, what? And yeah, I guess there's a couple things that, uh, to take away from that game. Number one, keep in mind that the Bills forced the Broncos to turn the ball over on each. Yeah, I don't know how they effed that up, but they sure did. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Broncos essentially got uh, or turned the ball over on each of the last four possessions. There was two uh, Trevor Simeon picks and two fourth down stops. Absolutely I ruthless. Have to tell you, kudos to Buffalo for that. I didn't see that one coming at all, dude. I didn't either, but my favorite moment from that game was on a third down when Von Miller got to Tyrod but didn't quite get the sack, but did the old, hey, let me help you up. Oh, just kidding. Psych. And they both laughed about it. And then the freaking referees, of all people, throw a 15-yard penalty on Von Miller for Unsportsmanlike, yep. Like, Come on, dude. Yeah, like, I, I mean, they viewed it this taunting. That was like... They viewed it this taunting. That was classic. Like It was funny. That was like Ric Flair back in the day. Like, hey, I'm going to shake your hand. Oh, no, going to swipe back my hair. Well, you know, I mean, they, both, they, they both laughed, right? They both laughed. So, they I mean, did. I, they both laughed. It was hilarious. It and was the funny. refs, I mean, it, it was the third down that Buffalo was going to punt after that. Yeah. Well, I mean that and, that was a tough spot because but that that kept that drive alive, and, and they that, kicked the field they goal. The field goal with, two scores. Yeah, to make it a two possession game. So, I don't I don't know that that cost them the game. Von Miller's taking ownership of that, uh, but it definitely didn't hurt them. Or excuse me, that that whole sequence of events definitely didn't you know didn't help the Broncos out. That was unfortunate. I think that's a little bit that's over refing. I think you know what I mean, over refing, yeah. and that's unfortunate. That uh, that was funny. Like, oh, it was great. That was, was legitimately great. funny. That'll be in like rando highlight packages. Von Miller blowing <laughs> them up and then giving them, oh, here, let me help you up. Ha ha, psych. Yeah, no, that was a hoot. I meant to say while Mark was still here because we were making fun of a couple things, but uh, Chiefs Chargers, since we've had a little focus on the Chiefs over the past few weeks, and I think well, well earned, well deserved. Uh, again, I think it's a shame that, you know, Barry's out, but uh, you can clearly see. You know, certain just pockets of talent on that Chiefs team, man. Kareem Hunt, absolutely ridiculous. 538 yards from scrimmage this, uh, so far this season. Uh, and only Billy Sims has had more yards as a rookie since the merger. I mean, it's... Not, not a bad know, company. Yeah, if, if you're if you're flirting with first or second in all-time categories, other than like fumbles, picks, or something bad, uh, but for productivity... <laughs> It's a hell of a thing to be on, but this is my D stat. This is my D stat, like fun factoid. Uh, Philip Rivers has fifty six interceptions since two thousand fourteen, the most in the NFL. The Chargers, by the way, have twenty five turnovers since two thousand sixteen, second most in the NFL. Also, look, it's really tough to win that way. Oh, really yeah. tough to win that way. But in the fourth quarter, it was seventeen to ten. Chiefs had the lead, and then Kareem Hunt happened. And he popped off that 69-yard touchdown run. That's another dude who's got some jets, man. He is so dangerous in space. So Third dangerous. Third game in a row with a 50-plus-yard touchdown. Yep. 
which I, I mean, I don't know how many times that's been done in NFL history, but it can't be with any real frequency because it's some play. I mean, you know, what I mean, that's like one of those things. Maybe you get one in the year. Pretty wild. Fun factoid for Philip Rivers, though, his ninth career game, uh, ninth three interception career game. Let me clarify. Uh, clarify that he actually led the NFL in interceptions twice in the last three seasons, which I didn't realize. Way to go! I mean, between him and Cromartie, they also led the league in kids. But yeah, well, <laughs> going deep, going deep, buddy, going deep. Uh-huh. So I, I guess you know, like any kind of takeaway thoughts or anything you want to kind of extract from the weekend. Oh, 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 oh! Lest I forget about it, since we didn't mention it. Packers Bengals, great, co- great comeback by uh, by Green Bay. You know, Rodgers threw a pick six in that game. Did you realize that's only the second pick six he's done in his entire career? Does not surprise me. Yeah, I mean, it's a, well, for, yeah, it's a rarity. He doesn't throw a ton of picks anyway, but for the defense to get it cleanly, which they did, and and just you know take that back, man. I think it was uh, William Jackson uh, jumped around. It was in the second quarter, and, and the Bengals were up fourteen seven. But that was a quick point swing, man. Twenty one seven, bam, bam, boom, done, right. But, you know, Rodgers and Brady, I think when you talk about elite quarterbacks, really, you know, to me at this point, it's Brady, it's Rodgers, and it's everybody else in the league. And there's people that are very good. But Brady and Rodgers right now are just, you know what I mean, if you had to stake your team on a win somehow, those are two of the guys that you're like, rolling with you. I got you, man. Thanks. You know, I mean, they're they're just playing. They're, they're just playing incredible. And they can make throws that some people just can't. But it was great to see. I'm happy that the Packers came back and won that because for a minute I was like, are you effing kidding me? These sorry-ass Bengals, man, they haven't scored a touchdown in, two, in their first two games. Is they're going to roll up with a new Dude, OC? Dude, I my survivor, survival pool, man. I'm like, oh, my God. Did. Like, the Bengals lost me last week, and then they're going to come back and win this week. Like, yeah. you dicks, man. Freaking Bengals. It was... 24-17, about two minutes left in the game, and the Packers drove down the field. In 19 seconds left, they hit, uh, Rodgers hit Jordy Nelson on first and goal. It's a great throw and a great Heck catch. Yeah. And uh, that, uh, you know, Rodgers. He had some stank on it, too, He man. did. Uh, tied up 20, 24-24. Rodgers, by the way, hit his uh, 303rd career touchdown pass in that game. Pretty fantastic. I did not realize, not only does he have an incredibly low number of pick six, I didn't realize or I'd forgotten that Rodgers had yet to win a game that had gone to <laughs> OT, whether it's regular season or playoffs. He had not won an yeah. overtime game. He was 0-7. He was 0-7, yeah. yeah. Now 1-7. Now 1-7. Yeah, he's, go- he's going full New York Giants because, Mark, that's what you're looking at, bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So he did wake up before September ended. That's okay. right. That's right. But, you know, you get to OT and the Bengals go three and out. Bengals going to Bengals, buddy. So dude, that, that that Green Bay defense was rolling by that dude, point. They, yeah, they were on point. Third and ten uh, from their own twenty-one yard line. Rodgers hit Geronimo Allison with a bomb, and Allison just made the D look silly, dude. Uh, got the Packers down inside the ten, and quick boom, boom, pal. It was a, just a, a field goal from Mason Crosby. So you know, a hell of a game out of the Packers. Uh, certainly enjoyed that. Uh, well, I should say hell of a comeback. Probably less hell of a game. A hell of a finish. It's probably a more appropriate uh, way to look at it. Uh, but I would have been a little bit salty had they eaten it to the Bengals. I would have been a little bit salty, man. And really, the other big comeback is, is Patriots-Texans. And there's a couple things I want to you know just mention in relation to this game. Uh, number one, Tom Brady. Dude, people were kicking dirt and hating on that guy. 
Well, he came back and he's he's just the last couple of weeks, man. He's clutched up like a champ, dude. Uh, this was actually his 40th career comeback. In the fourth quarter alone, he was seven to ten for 102 yards and a touchdown. Not shabby. Rookie quarterbacks, a surprise to no one, don't fare well against New England in New England. Over. Over nine, unless this was over ten, but at least over nine. But I think it's reasonable to say, you know, Watson had some moments he looked pretty good. He threw, a, he had a couple throws that were in a really tight coverage. Some of those looked really good, man. Again, there, there's some upside there. There's some upside there. So he's also really likable. It's also really likable, yeah. which I know is kind of a silly thing, but I do think that matters. And one of the stories that came out this week uh, was uh, Watson essentially taking a couple of envelopes to the cafeteria workers. He basically just told them he wanted to, you know, help them get them back on their feet um, because they, you know, had so many issues and faced so many challenges and, you know, with the hurricane stuff, man, it was, that was a great thing to see. So way to, way to ingratiate yourself to the cafeteria ladies uh, and certainly your fans local, you know what I mean? They're going to eat that up. They're going to love that. They're going to love that. I was happy to see that. What are we getting ready to say, Shannon? I wouldn't say anything. Mm. It's okay, I know, but we totally got tanked by this whole Adobe fail thing. Yeah, this Adobe thing has yeah. really pushed us really past. Yeah, I know, I know. We're, we're all we're like we're point. like okay, we're just gonna try to power through. You the, did ask earlier, Justin, yeah. what what like one of the biggest takeaways from this past week it was. Yeah, and I'll say it now is that from the Thursday night game, which we saw like probably one of the most entertaining games of the year with the Niners and Rams, all the way to month. All the way to Monday night where it looked like Arizona may actually have a legitimate chance against Dallas. Yeah. All these games really put that term any given Sunday to the test. That's a, that, that's a good, this is a good weekend for a, a WTF Sunday slash any given Sunday, man. Sunday, yeah. bloody Sunday Sun- in the Pick'em League. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. A lot of people I'm sure got you know knocked out of their death pools. Oh, and they were supposed to call them survivor pools now. Not suicide pools, not death pools. <laughs> But I, this weekend had to knock a ton of people out because I guarantee oh, yeah. a lot of people took the Broncos. That would have been a pop. Steelers. Steelers. There's a couple of teams, man, that you would have just been like, no, nope, people are all on them. They're going to be okay. And they weren't. And it's not even a matter about survivor pools, man, just in general, dude. Kudos to the teams that pulled those things off this past weekend. A little bit weird. I'm not sure how much anthem protest and take a knee and all that stuff may have factored into some of that. Maybe it mattered. Maybe it didn't. Not sure. Uh, but it, it definitely felt like some teams like left their spirit, you know what I mean, in the locker room or off the field, dude. It was, it was not, not good. Um, the, the fact that the Jacksonville Jaguars pull a fake punt on the Baltimore Ravens while up 30 points in the fourth quarter tells little, you all you need to know. Little brazen. Little brazen. Little brazen, y'all. <laughs> Probably unnecessary. You're like, ah, we're just gonna practice some stuff. No, here's a fake one. Why not? Like, this is not how you win gracefully. <laughs> I, I do, I do like the balls, though. I mean, the fact that you're up by that meeting, you get the first down, and. Probably because they've kicked your ass so many times. It's like, you know what? Screw you guys. We're going to go ahead and punch this thing in, man. Let's be honest. Jacksonville's probably had so many times where they've been up by at least a couple scores on somebody that someone just comes back and stomps a mud hole in them. They figured, you know what? Turnabout's fair play. Let's let's just put the foot on the throat and do our thing. Yeah. 
And they did. And they did. And they deserve credit for that game in, in London. It, there's no doubt. Uh, I'm not sure how much of an indictment that is on, on the Ravens this year, but they were they were terrible. They were a garbage fire, like, to the nth degree, dude. To the, well, and I terrible. think there's a legitimate issue with terrible. Flacco, considering he's had the back issues from since training camp, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's fine. It's like, obviously he's not. He hasn't really played well all season. I would say if your offense, if your quarterback, you know, throws for that, <laughs> the 28 yards, might have some bigger issues. Might have yeah. some bigger <laughs> issues. Uh, Patriots, Texans, we talked about Deshaun uh, Watson donating his game check. Two pieces of this game. One is the actual football. Two is the offshoot of that. Uh, again, Tom Brady went clutch. Uh, his sixth career, five touchdowns, zero interception game. All right. Uh, rookie quarterbacks are now 0-9 in New England during the Belichick era. Watson definitely made him earn. Definitely made him earn this one, man. Definitely made him earn this one. One thing I thought was great, uh, we talked about Rodgers having to pick six. Uh, in the second quarter of this game, Brady dropped back and got just flat-out bushwhacked by the Texas defense. Ball pops up. Jadavion Clowney grabs it and just you know pops off for you know, a 22-23 yard touchdown, man. That was pretty bananas. So, I guess, like, Randy, what's your biggest WTF game? Well, I mean, obviously, and I think all of us obviously you know, looked at uh, Baltimore-Jacksonville mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. But if I really was going to look at it, just one of them definitely was uh, Miami and the Jets. That, I mean, the Jets were supposed to be the crappiest team in the league this year, yeah. and... Yeah, there was the Jay Cutler effect there. But obviously the most surprising game for me was Chicago and Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have taken that one for anything. Forget it. Forget it. Especially after, uh, I don't know who that dude because they blocked a uh, they blocked a field goal. And ball bounced right to the guy. It just bounced right to this cat. He runs all the way down. He's got daylight all in front of him. Marcus Cooper, that's who it was. Block field goal and just as he's closing in on the end zone, man, it's like he got to the last three steps, last three four yeah. steps, and just he, you know, it, it, I'm, let me walk it in, whatever. And the Steelers just caught up to him. They punched that ball out. So no seventy did, yard touchdown did he, return. Did he not learn anything from Leon Lett back in the day? You'd think. Or even <laughs> I mean, more, even, yeah, even more contemporary examples. Deshaun Jackson, who yeah. had, had some oopses, oopsies along the way. Just kind of weird, man. Look, at the end of the day, finish the play. Don't uh. Until you cross that goal line, do not let up. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he was looking at the replay of himself and was like, "That's a beautiful thing." I'm running pretty fast, right? Yeah, right. Good enough. Just strange, strange, yeah. just strange. But it, you know that game goes to OT. Uh, Bears have the ball. Cohen just takes the hell off, man. Looked like a walk off, seventy three yard touchdown. He ended up getting ruled out of bounds at the 37. I swear it was close, though. I watched the replay. I, could, I felt like I saw grass on that side of the shoe. Uh, but Jordan Howard Definitely. ended up picking up the slack, and he popped off the game-winning touchdown. So, you know, uh, a good quality win for the Bears. I'm not quite sure what's going on with the Steelers yet. You know, it's like, there's a few teams that sometimes have really choppy starts, but you expect them to kind of put it together. Seattle's having a rough start. Pittsburgh's having a rough start. But I, I feel like there are two teams that are going to be in the thick of it when you get late enough in the year, and it's really that playoff push, playoff time, because they're better than what they showed. Definitely, and you, and, and you have to give, got to give, uh, you know, the Bears credit. 
you know, you have to give the Bills credit for what they did. Uh, you give the Ravens no credit for sucking that much ass. <laughs> like zero. Any given yeah. Sunday, WTF Sunday, man. That's what it was. Now, you mentioned Seattle. Now, would you say that's definitely a signature win for Tennessee to show how far they've come as a team? It's pretty quality. I mean, I think to have three you know, scoring drives and successions is a pretty big deal. Um, the team had good output. And I know Seattle, you know, we've talked about Seattle starting slow, but that's uh that that was that was tough, man. Kudos to Tennessee, but that was that was just strange. I almost forgot. Brandon Cooks, by the way, uh with the Patriots, five receptions, hundred and thirty one yards and two touchdowns. Tom Brady, twenty five of thirty five, three hundred and seventy eight yards, five touchdowns, zero picks. Filthy. I mean, in the past two games, Brady's thrown, what, like nine or ten touchdowns and uh, no interceptions? Just an absolutely – yeah, I mean, like week one, we're like, what is up with this guy? Does he just need to retire? And then two and three, he's been just an absolute machine. Been an absolute machine. So, in that division, I don't I don't think anybody's really going to challenge them. It's New England and either a wild card or nobody. You know what I mean? Um, Pretty much. That's what it feels like, so – but yet Miami, God, Miami was bad. Oh my God, uh, Miami was bad. Here, I think the two uh, wild card teams are probably going to come out of uh, the AFC West. Maybe. I'm happy to see Jamal Charles like holding up and playing well. It's good. He had a, he's had a tough run for a couple of years. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to see that. I hope he stays on the field. Of course, you know I hope Amendola stays on the field too. He had a couple of big hits, man. He got popped for a couple of big ones. I'm not saying like Devontae Adams' mouth guard flying, mouthpiece flying hit, but he definitely, definitely that's rolled. That's the danger of going across the middle nowadays. Yeah, no, that's legit, dude. That's legit. If you're that slot guy who's doing those crossing routes, you're going to get popped and you're going to get hit hard. Mm. I did love that uh, that finish by Cooks, by the way. Um, that throw from Tom Brady. It should have been you know, like right at, I mean, God, late in that game in under two minutes. Uh, Brady hit Gronk to keep the sticks moving, and then um, you know he threw deep to Cooks, and this is one of those things. And we have to give kudos for Houston for how well they played in that game. I don't think anybody really expected that, and we can be critical of the Patriots because their defense does have issues. We we all know that. I expect them to figure it out before the the year is done. But the Texans had a golden opportunity. Corey Moore went up and had one of those woulda coulda shoulda picks. Had his mitts on it. Was going down to the ground with it. All he had to do was hold on to the damn thing when he hit the ground. He couldn't do it. Ball ended up popping out of there. And, of course, shortly thereafter, you know, Brady hits Amendola for a first down, but more importantly, gets them set up at first and 10 from the 25. Um, and Brady, Brady just being Brady, man, drops back, pump, fake, all that stuff. Uh, and just the ball is in the perfect spot for Cooks. Uh, it, was a, it was a great throw. It was a great catch. And quite frankly, it, it, it was just a smooth, it was a smooth move toe tap, man. Smooth move, toe tap. That was yeah, pretty fantastic. Yeah, the body control he showed on that yeah. was amazing. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. The signature win for Tennessee, a little early, but yet yeah, strong win. Seahawks, I still think, will they'll get better over the course of the season. I'm just not used to seeing their defense exposed like that. Uh, Russell Wilson ended up with pretty fantasy numbers, but they didn't get the win. Uh, mm-hmm. That's you know That's on them. That's on them. Well, anywho, I guess that's, uh, I don't know. Like, is there anything you want to add? Because we need to get the hell out, man. It's almost 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so. No, I mean, I just, I kind of hope the trend continues. I, I like the idea of just not knowing 
who's going to actually step up and actually make plays. I, I like the idea yeah. of not knowing which team is going to show up. Uh, it's it's a nice it's a nice change of pace. Early in the season, man, you have that kind of feeling out process with a lot of teams, and you get some of these weird things where one week they're laying lumber, the next week they're just getting hammered. You know, uh, that, that that happens. Nice opportunity space for a lot of teams. Uh, and you, you obviously got to be concerned for some others. I would be surprised if this weekend had as much w, WTF moments as this past one did. You know what I mean? I'd be a little surprised. Yeah. But I hope surprised. the Niners can get their first win, considering Arizona doesn't have David Johnson. So, <laughs> well, it, it, it's like Arizona. Arizona can play well in spurts, but I don't think they have. They just don't seem like they hold up over the course of the whole game. Uh, by the way, Carson Wentz, I love this headline. Carson Wentz owes his kicker thirty-two grand after making a bet on sidelines for the game-winning <laughs> check. I thought that was pretty fantastic. Uh, Wentz was so confident that Jake Elliott wouldn't make it, he told a teammate he would give his game check, which is $32,000, if he did. And, of course, Elliott hit it. I'd love wah, to know. Wah. Yeah, I'd love to know if he actually gave that dude his game check. That'd be pretty fantastic. Maybe not as fantastic as Deshaun Watson giving like game check money to the cafeteria ladies. That was pretty sweet. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of that. All right, well, I think we covered all the stuff we needed, needed to cover. Looking forward to uh, Monday Night Football. I hope it's a good game. Yeah, it looks like one of the bigger games of this week is going to be uh, Raiders Broncos. That should yeah. be entertaining. Well, both as usual. Yeah, both teams coming off painful losses, but it's the Broncos at home, man. Yep. It's Broncos tough at home. There. Yeah, that that's a tough spot to go in and and you know, knock that team off. I don't you're gonna have to see it, you know what I mean? Gonna have to see yeah, it. Yeah. So and I hope the beer's flowing for you, Shannon, this weekend. Haha. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. before I forget, before I forget, I almost I almost forgot. And I don't want to forget. I love this headline that I saw. Let me see if I can find it. It was from your buddy Brisket. Or Brissett. <laughs> I like tomorrow, brisket better. And that is it oh, for us today. Yeah, oh, hey, Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't know what you're struggling with either, bro. Couldn't tell you. That is it for us today, and we will leave you with a... I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live! Fuck it! <laughs> do it live! I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live! Hell yeah. Uh, let's see if I can find this thing real quick. Okay. All these, my tabs are all out of sequence from that whole big fail buckets thing. Oh, there it is. Jacoby Brissett. Fans in Seattle will be drunk and very loud. You think? Shocker. Shocker. I just hope the fans in, in Seattle totally do the, the Matt Arena. <laughs> Dude, I, I've been to that brewery across the street from Safeco, man. That's yeah. uh, it's a heck of a brewery. So enjoy yourself, Seattle fans. Oh, I have no doubt that they will. I have no doubt that they will. All right, guys. I know everybody needs some sleep. We need to get that get the hell out of here. So, yes. um, sorry. It's unfortunately we lost a big chunk of the podcast. That's a shame. I'm disappointed for that. But you know, can't win them all. Um, Aaron Judge, a little raise of the glass to you. Uh, breaking Mark McGuire's single-season rookie home run record set in 87. Is the fifth Yankee to hit 50 home runs in a season. Babe Ruth, four times. Mickle, Ma- Mick- Mickle. Mickey Mantle twice. <laughs> the- Give him the Mickle. Mickey Mantle twice. Roger Maris. And everybody's favorite New York Yankee, Alex Rodriguez, is also on that list. 
and curious side note, uh, Judge is the first player in MLB history with 50 home runs and 200 strikeouts in a season. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought I saw an article where uh, – did they set the record for most strikeouts ever in MLB this year? Maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. So, anyway, uh, kudos to him. And I think Mark brought up uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, 59. Yeah, y'all putting the money on the 60? Might as well. I'm sure he'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how many games are left. I know we're in the home stretch, but uh, like four games. I mean that 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 guy's been such a beast this year, man. Such an absolute absolute beast this year. So, all right. Uh, as <laughs> let's wrap up. Any other thoughts, takeaways, anything you want to mention, anything you want to laugh at, or you just want to get the hell out of Dodge? Let's just get the hell out of Dodge, dude. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. All right. Let's close all and this stuff as out. As always. Wake us up when September ends. <laughs> Gonna have to, bro. Don't worry, Mark. You'll be able to break free <laughs> from September. It's gonna happen. Don't worry. You're gonna be able to, you know. You will. That's also gonna happen. As long as the Giants are able to shake it off, buddy. We're gonna crank them all in there. That's right. Maybe they can bang out some victories. And if they can't... And, and Shannon, it's, sir. It's, it's interesting you say, wake us when, wake me some, when September ends, considering that this Sunday is October 1st. Look at that. Exactly, bro. Shannon. There you go. Shannon. Brother, your, your references tonight, man. I feel like it's around the horn, and you're just getting all these pluses. You know, ding, 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 You're just all on it, all I'm on, on my it. game tonight, bro. I know, on, on it, man, on it. Son of a bitch. Give me a drink. You deserved a drink. You de- you deserved a, a big fatty. No, not that. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh man! Wait, 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 wait! I, I like that uh, that s- satirical headline, but is this really why Whitfield disappeared? Uh, the FBI seizes over three thousand penises during raid at Morgan employee's home. Well, now, <laughs> well, now, I, it it is a satire site. It's like the World News Daily Report, and it's all kinds of <laughs> satirical like stupidity. I mean, their their list of headlines are absolutely atrocious. Death row inmate eats an entire Bible as his last meal. I mean, they've they've, they've got some really they got some really weird ones. <laughs> Little old lady arrested for making fur coats with neighbors' cats. I mean, they've got some. I mean, you know, woman arrested for training squirrels to attack her ex boyfriend. And they always take these really terrible pictures of people. Like it's like it's like it's like somebody said, you know what? These uh, all these pictures of people like the people of Walmart. You know that site. <laughs> It's like they said, we got to make some stories up for these fuckers. You know, not only do they have these terrible pictures in Walmart, we need to make, give them some really bad stories, man. So, like, most of them look like they're drunk-ass mug shots. And this one dude, what's one that looks terrible? But I don't know what this person had to, had to be on to make up this article, but I like this line's like, FBI agents made an astonishing discovery this morning while executing a search warrant at the residence of a Houston mortician. 3,178 embalmed human penises. <laughs> I mean, what an art. And it was floating around on Facebook. You know, Facebook snookers a lot of people. And they'll post random stuff that they think is true. But 
fake news, hashtag fake news. But don't worry, guys. There's no hashtag fake brews. Okay, we're not we're not drinking alcohol down in uh, those resorts in Mexico with the tainted alcohol. Mm. No, we got the re- <laughs> we got the real stuff. We got the real stuff. Oh, did I finish the thing about uh, Carson Wentz? He bet his he, he bet his yes. kicker. Yeah, thirty two. His game check. Okay, I'd love to know if he ponies up on that. I'd love to know if he ponies up on that. If not, there's probably a Bears offensive lineman that can help him. As they say, not bad. Fucking shit. <laughs> 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 that or uh, you know, that or you got to go. You, you totally got to go, Bill O'Reilly on it, right? Nope. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. You know what would have been awesome is if that kicker when he, yeah, if that kicker when he went out. And he and he told the coaches, "Yeah, like seriously, man. I know I've I've missed stuff and blah blah blah. I know I'm a rookie off the practice squad. Yo, sixty one yard. Let me do. It. Put me in, coach. He had, he had to. Put me in, coach. You know what I'm saying? He, he had to do it, man. <laughs> hell yeah, hell hell yeah. Anyway, hell to the Redskins. Face full of giving the Raiders a face full of beatdown, man. Salute." I guess that's really it. Sorry we lost so much of the podcast, y'all. You didn't get you guys didn't get to hear it. We did. It was awesome. And I'm almost a little sick to my stomach that we lost that stuff, but That sucks. Just drink a lot this week to get over it. Yeah, we'll be okay. Todd free growlers, bro. <laughs> Todd? Oh look. Yeah, buddy. Todd. I dreamed a dream. That when Adobe Edition screws us and we lose I don't know. Half an hour of time and 15 minutes of recorded sports brew bliss. That you're going to be at, be there to look out for us and hook us up with a growler. So we can feel better. Mm-hmm. I dreamed a dream, friend. Well, I know what kind of dream Todd had. Thick and dark, buddy. <laughs> and as always... Hate the sports and, and brew. Lindy, enjoy your uh, time away for wherever the hell you're going, dude. Uh, and he in like the Middle East or something. He was doing a whole bunch of trips. Dude, he was like over like Qatar today. He huh. was over Iranian airspace. Look at that. Don't wow. get sh- don't get shot down by the Russians, bro. Yeah, just, but, just letting you know. Yeah, or the Iranians. Look here, you go. <laughs> Look, man, don't be bringing Lindy down, man. Come on. Oh hell no. Mm-mm. Have fun. Enjoy the trip. Yes, sir. Enjoy it. Happy birthday to his wife, Emily. Oh, happy birthday, Emily. Yay. Yeah. Good job. Good job for uh, putting up with it, Chris. Is she getting a dick in the box for her birthday? <laughs> I, I know he will appreciate that one. She may not, but he will. Well, <laughs> speaking of ya- speaking of yakety sacks, right? There's your there's your sack reference, man. Oh, and the Cantina Band. God, we got all kinds of ridiculousness happening at the end here. God bless. Well, it is I a sports. Sam brew. Jackson may get in on this. one. Sam Jackson's know. probably like, guys, it's three o'clock in the morning. Stop procrastinating, fool. Yeah, we know. Shut the fuck up, fat man. Hey, hey, hey. Oh. Hey. Hey. Well, hey. Lordy freaking God. Chill out, bro. Chill out, bro. <laughs> you said 
Balls. We did. So, Sean Watson, salute to you, friend. Keep up the good work. And I guess that's really it. So, we are the Sports Brew. (laughs) Uh, We struggled, and look, the struggle is real. Made it through. 3 o'clock in the morning, we finished this damn thing. We lost time. We lost a bunch of mark. But you know what? We rallied up, powered through, and uh, lost content or not, man. Had had some good times. It was a good fun. So, hopefully, we made a dude blow some uh, milk out of his nose or a drink all over his keyboard in class. Hopefully we don't. Show, hopefully we don't short out your computer, bruh. <laughs> but if we did, I hope the laugh was worth it. Look, man, enjoy the weekend. Great, uh, you know, college football on tap, NFL on tap. Setting up the wild card races and the MLB. But there's a lot of stuff going on, man. So enjoy the games, enjoy the good company, and of course, enjoy the beer. You know we yes. did, and you know we do. So, and I hope you can look. Fortieth weekend, every night it was a party. My liver. That's right. Dap to my liver. You the real MVP. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers to your liver. Cheers and beers, baby. So look, from all of us to all of you, have a great weekend. Uh, As always, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Live, SportsCaster.com, the Google Play Store, and of course, our main feed on Podbean, on Twitter, at VA Sports Brew, on Facebook.com slash Sports Brew. Uh, crack, <laughs> crack a cold one open and uh, crack some jokes with us. And uh, there you go. I guess that's it. We're getting the hell out of here. Peace out, y'all. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs> See ya. Good night. Good night now. <laughs> I just hope Double Dong wasn't uh, in the morgue with that guy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, hey, wait a second. Is Double Dong an Atlanta Falcons fan? I mean, that, that tagline is rise up, isn't it? <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry. On that note, on that note, we're out. Yeah, it's a it, good lord. Tomorrow's <laughs> gonna suck. Yes, tomorrow's gonna be a rough day, brother. <laughs> rough day. Take the coffee. Late. <laughs>